0: i am uh, now joined by a new character the Gta extended universe uh jake uh jake you want to uh, introduce yourself
1: yeah sure uh, thanks for having me on i'm uh, excited to watch this uh watch this with you i'm a uh, my name's Jake Appet. i'm a labor organizer in the New york city area um excited to start working on um, helping you produce this show Nice.
0: so that is Jake uh, so uh, you you will be seeing much more of. Uh, so we are of course going to uh, watch uh, Charlie Kirk's uh, friend of the show Charlie Kirk <laughs> his uh, his debate uh, with Hassan Piker from uh, from 2018. Uh, and of course for for me this is uh, this is a way to both uh, do this uh, weekly uh, debate breakdown live stream which. Was on. Uh, we did 29 of them on Sundays, but it's now on Thursdays. Uh, but also, it's a uh, it's a way to um, uh, it's a way to do that while also doing some of my own homework uh, because I am debating Charlie uh, next month in Arizona. Uh, so a little while back, when we did the last episode, regular episode of season two, uh, we uh, you know we watched some clips from. Uh, Kirk's debate with Kyle Kalinski uh, so I've watched that I don't remember if we actually worked in any clips from it but I did watch also uh, his debate with uh, Sam Cedar uh, but you know this one I will be uh, coming into with uh, with fresh eyes uh, I should also say that um, that we're going to do in two weeks uh, we're gonna do uh, his debate with uh, with Vosch, uh, so uh, that's coming up in two weeks. No debate breakdown next week. I'm actually uh, going to be flying to New York next week, so uh, so I will uh, not be able to do that. But we'll be back in two uh, two weeks from that, and then uh, like a week after that, uh, I'm going to Arizona. Uh, so uh, I should also say, by the way, um, you know, Jake uh, has I know been doing. Good video work It's just stuff that you haven't seen uh, since it's for like CWA, uh, not uh, not left tube. So, um, any other uh, any other thoughts before we uh, start it up?
1: Uh, no, uh, I, I uh, have watched some of this, so we're in, we're real, we're in for a a real comradely debate today. <laughs> other than that,
2: yeah, I think let's get into it. Let's do it. And we're gonna dig deeper into some of those issues. Uh, um, so we'll I'll start, start with Charlie Tar- first. Uh, Charlie, tell us from your perspective, what you see as some of the biggest issues facing young people today. And then as part of that, why you think young people should be conservatives?
3: Well, I'd say the biggest issue facing our generation is there's been a bipartisan agreement to continue to spend money we don't have, grow government at the expense of our generation, concentrate power around Washington, D.C., To benefit the wealthy few and the well-connected um and this this shouldn't necessarily be a partisan issue but it does it becomes um and as we conservatives believe we believe the bigger the government the smaller the citizen as we send more money to washington dc the irs gets more powerful the government bureaucracies get more powerful and our freedom decreases with that as we've seen in the last 18 months what happens when you start to cut taxes and deregulate the economy the lowest ever black unemployment rate, the lowest ever Hispanic unemployment rate, the highest ever median income amongst the Hispanic community, economic confidence at an all-time high, 4.2% GDP rate, 3.7% unemployment rate. This economy is so great, Obama's trying to take credit for it. (laughs) And you can start to see the beginning stages of what happens when you embrace conservative principles and conservative ideas juxtapose that with the last eight years, which was mediocrity and apologizing for being American. And it's great that we have a president that believes in the free market, free enterprise system. And I look forward to this discussion with Hassan as it's always lively and never never disappoints.
2: (laughs) All right. So Hassan, you can respond to some of those points if you want to, but also tell us what you see as some of the big issues facing young people today and from your perspective, why you think young people should be progressive. I think I'm gonna take a apolitical approach as well to this conversation
4: because um, I like to look at issues and, and identify what they are and provide what kind of solutions I think are uh, the best possible ones. Currently, the economic system that we're living under is inherently exploitative, it's inherently oppressive, and we're now actually feeling the devastating impact of that more than ever. We live in a country where there are 40 million Americans, we live in the wealthiest nation, Ever
0: All right. I think the sound uh, is a uh, is a little low, so we're going to uh, switch something up here for uh, uh, for a minute. But uh, while uh, we are setting that up, uh, we'll uh, just uh, just say that I, I notice uh, that uh, Charlie's Trump era debates always start with this thing about the black and Hispanic unemployment rate. He just loves that
1: yeah um he's gonna bring it up a lot more later uh and what's funny is that when he's uh done you know to give a preview but he definitely mentions that when he's talking about the health of the overall economy he always starts like hispanic hispanic black unemployment rate so it's a little it comes off a little weird sometimes like definitely a talking point
0: yeah i mean i wonder why like i wonder what's going on there too like is there any like is there any reason I'd have to look at like the the numbers from like the years that these debates happen, but is there any reason he doesn't just talk about like the overall unemployment rate? Like, like, like why is it, why is it always the black and Hispanic unemployment? Yeah.
1: I don't have the number in front of me, but you'll, you'll see. Yeah. We'll see when we get to it, but there's a lot of like in this three months or 18 months, like there's a lot of uh, selective time periods, which probably helped the stats a little bit, but he came prepared. So we got to give him credit, I guess, for, uh, Having some stats to reel off.
0: Yeah, fair enough. i uh, me just do. That's yeah, good. here we go. Uh, so, and that's we're
1: at twenty-five. 8. We're at which four twenty-five?
0: Four twenty-five. All right. Let's see. 425. Okay. Here we go. Um. it a shot see if we can uh turn off we could mute so there's no echo without making the volume super soft uh see if this works nation
2: that has ever existed um, on the the planet
4: planet. and we have 40 million americans living in poverty we have 18.5 million americans living in extreme poverty according to the latest u.n reports uh climate change is is happening no matter how hard people try to deny its existence and it's 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 outcomes are are devastating especially for millennials and this is something that we need to focus on and I current and unfortunately every single time we try to bring about any sort of socialized solutions to these problems that the free market obviously fails to, to provide solutions for we get called socialist and that that idea is inherently damaging We believe we live under a inherently oppressive capitalist dogma and I'm here to talk about that because I think that at least questioning that, and striving to find a better system is exactly what young people should be doing right now. Right. So
3: inherently oppressive. So small business owners are oppressing their employees. Come
4: on, you're you're hyper-focusing on small business, dog. I'm talking about capitalism no, versus I, socialism. Even though
3: 85% of all jobs in this country are created by small businesses, even <laughs> though are even you this president— to... Poverty rates have gone to the lowest level in the last 65 years. Do you 3. want to mil- Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. I let right, you finish, right? Okay, go ahead. Let me finish. 3.9 million Americans have gone off food stamps and into the labor force under this president. That should be applauded by everybody. When less people have to go to government for, their, for money and for meaning, and they instead are able to go to a job and have a paycheck, that's a good thing. And so the final thing I'll say is this, and you'll find disagreement just because someone gets rich does not mean someone gets poor in order for you to get rich in a free market system you must have a good idea you must create value you must employ people you probably borrowed money and you have an 80 percent chance of that business not succeeding in a free market yes we applaud success but you must take responsibility for failure and you have seen in the last 100 years the standard of living increase for all people across the world things get better prices go down and we are able to enjoy the abundance that only a free market system can create. You know what? I don't have to call you guys socialists. Bernie Sanders calls him himself a socialist. Yeah, and we should reject socialism.
0: All right, I know that was just a bit it, but uh, a lot happened there. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, what do you think? What do you think of, what do you think of uh, how Hassan uh, opened his uh, remarks?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was a. Um... I mean, it was a little it was a little bit weird because uh, the the beginning discussion was about like Trump and all the great things that had supposedly happened, you know, uh, because of Trump's policies. Uh, and so said, yeah, you know, I'm going to I, I want to talk about like capitalism and socialism in general, it's not necessarily uh, what would have been my go to in that moment. But, you know, maybe there's something to be said for it. You know, it's like uh, it's. Uh, go, you know, go to a more general, um, you know, go to the, go to the ground you would to argue about, I guess, but, uh <laughs> you have thoughts?
1: Um, I'm not sure how to debate Charlie Kirk. I'm just wondering, uh, it just seems so easy for these debates to devolve very quickly because they're so general, uh, like the terrain is so generalized. Um, so, you know, Kirk brought out these, uh, these specifics and then, you know, to debate capitalism versus socialism. There's not a lot of time to really define these terms very well. And so I, am I'm, I'm a little skeptical of how well it could go, but you know,
0: yeah, no, that's sure he
1: has a plan.
0: I think there's a reason why like more like narrowly defined, uh, you know, debates are often, you know, are often better. Uh, but, you know, so Charlie here, he did one thing that, having watched the Kalinsky one and the Cedar one, uh, he's so far done on all three, uh, which is where he he always loves to like trot out his line about how just because somebody's getting rich doesn't mean that somebody's uh, somebody's getting poor. He loves that line, um, and he, and then like he also did something interesting, right? Which is that he uh, he said like his two responses to capitalism that are inherently exploitative. You know, the first was to say, well, are you saying that you know small business owners uh, are, uh, are exploiting, uh, are exploiting workers? I was like, no, everybody loves small business owners. Right. And then uh, within that, he's already shifting the terrain from, um, and I mean, I think this maybe is a, a beat that Hassan missed from what, hassan was saying which is correct which is that capitalism is exploitative to this immediate discussion of like the morality of individuals right so you're saying that you know small business owners you know are are exploiting their workers because what charlie presumably means by exploiting is like i don't know personally mistreating and Uh, And he said, oh, so you're saying that small business owners are bad people, which is not at all the point.
1: Right. Um, I do. I am a little concerned if this debate is for a general audience, though. Right. right? Exploit has a very specific definition within Marxism. Right. So Charlie's kind of playing on sort of turning the word a little Mm -hmm. bit. Right. So how we where Hassan means that we, you know, workers are fundamentally exploited. And he'll probably explain that later. But I wonder if. Yeah, I wonder how that sounds.
0: So yeah, and, and I mean, I, th- I think if you want to say that, I think that I think that you like, I think you should probably just like go the sort of uh, you know Richard Wolf route and like spell it out in mm-hmm. uh, technical language. Say, well, under capitalism, workers don't get to decide like how like the uh, the value of their labor is is divided up, right? I mean, like that that that's what because of course that's what Hassan does mean by exploit, but because he just uses it, you know. Uh, this is also 2018, you know, he, he, like, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's figured some of this out since then, but, uh, but he just uses it without defining it. And of course you're right. I mean, this is a general audience, Politicon, right? It's not like it's it's not like this is happening at DSA convention. So uh, most people presumably who are listening don't have in their heads, like the Marxist idea of what exploitation is, you know, They, they just have like, Oh, that's like a, a word for when you treat people really badly or, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're mean to, you know, to people who work for you or something like that. Um, and, uh, and then of course, you know, he's going to, oh, it's, you know, uh, small, the small business owners. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that the thing that I would have liked to see Hassan point out at that moment uh is that it's not uh is that most people aren't small business owners right however many people however many jobs might be created which is also a slightly funny way to put it right like like do you mean how many people currently work for you know what does that mean but like however many jobs might be created however many people currently work for for small businesses most people aren't business owners of any kind most people are workers. And, and I, think, I think that would be the way to redirect that conversation. So it's not like, um, you know, we're not arguing, like, you know, we're, we're not like talking about, you know, whether like small business owners have it tougher than other kinds of business owners. We're talking about what is the condition that most people exist in? And is the system good for that?
1: Yeah, totally. I think I think we should definitely have Charlie at the next uh, DSA convention uh, speaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with you. Um, maybe he'll uh, like later on get the, get the conversation more on track. I think also real quick and, and uh-huh. start is that I'm also thinking about you know to what degree are they just playing to their bases as opposed to trying to convince people? Uh-huh. So I guess like small business is kind of for is kind of historically been at the at that vanguard of that like far right movements right so just like playing to that um even more than its rhetorical force right um or it's hearts away which one he's even trying to do probably both or
0: yeah no I, I think i think it's a little bit of both but i agree with you like i remember uh big day had a good article about this last year uh Ben it was when the like anti-lockdown protests were first happening it was called like small business owners of the barricades or something like that and you know and, and it was making the exact point you know that you're uh you know that you're making right now that this tends to be like the social base of like hardcore conservative politics uh and so and of course i mean this is what like this is not a small thing that like this but that exact trick that like when right-wingers talk about being economic populists to the extremely limited extent that it is a bullshit it's like 95 percent bullshit (laughs) but you know the other five percent is what they what they mean is like oh we're like sticking up for like small business owners right that's the little guy they have in mind but it's not the littlest guys and it's also not most guys
1: yeah yeah i mean they always seem so nice when you walk into a small business so it's hard hard to believe you know but uh yeah, yeah.
0: and that, of um, course right like lots of like, <laughs> lots of very small businesses like places with you know whatever you know 20 employees 10 employees whatever are actually terrible places to work <laughs>
1: yeah yeah should we uh keep going yeah, yeah
0: Let's let's keep going
3: Yeah, no, we should. Yeah,
4: it's very nice of you to immediately launch this accusation. That I don't care for small businesses, or small businesses will never exist under a social democracy, kind of similar to small businesses in Nordic countries, and with with robust economies, but with also a powerful and and protective social welfare programs and 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 and, and socialized. Uh, uh, socialized safety nets this exists everywhere around the world all of the comparable western democratic nations have been able to institute socialist principles and that's precisely why their people are a lot happier but then on top of that on top of that what's really important to me is like focusing on uh, focusing on the rate of growth and the gdp is great but you can't answer me you can't answer this one simple question who cares what our gdp is If the person who is dying of abject poverty can't heal himself because we don't have a socialized medicine, for example.
3: So if you want to talk about healthcare solutions, happy to talk about it. You brought up Norway, Sweden, Finland. You would call those socialist countries.
2: No,
4: I wouldn't call them socialist countries. They're definitely on a scale. Yeah, I said social democracy, which would be a more socialist country. Look, if we're going to have this conversation. let's. I asked a very simple question. We'll have a consensus on this first. Let me ask you a question, okay? Because... This is like really in, in, improper framing, and a lot of people confuse socialism. You said inherently exploitative.
3: You you frame the argument. Unfairly. Oh, with capitalism, yeah, I oh, did. Okay, so that's yeah, and I rebutted that. So how uh, did you rebut that? By by talking about just because no, by talking about like what poor, small businesses, it doesn't
4: matter. Every single but, business. Hassan, still let me is. let me say one thing. Every single Norway, business.
3: Sweden, and Finland, according to the World Economic Freedom Index, are ranked higher than the United States of America. That is not socialist. They have, they have less tax, they have lower taxes. So I that means that more. you can
4: have socialism and yet still have successful businesses no, in your country. Thank you for proving my point for me. No, it's, I love this. It's the exact opposite. You know what socialist is?
3: Bernie Sanders wants an 80% tax rate on yeah, the Yeah, Venezuela socialist. too, right?
4: Dude, listen, no, listen. Bernie Sanders wants let me to keep our fossil fuel it. assets want, in the ro- You want me to explain in, it in to in you? Because you obviously don't understand it. Do you want me to explain Wait, it to is you? is
3: Cuba not socialist? Is North Korea not socialist? Was Vietnam not socialist? Was, was Zimbabwe not socialist? You can laugh all you want, history, okay, you want but a hundred million people died under socialism the last hundred years, and you have the gumption to continue. Okay, okay, okay. keep laughing Hold on. to the victims' families from Cuba, from yeah. Venezuela, yeah. from Korea, from Vietnam, from Mao's China, from Stalin's Russia. The number one killer of citizens, from innocent civilians the last 100 years, has been the very idea that you shamelessly wear on your sleeve every single day. <sighs> Marxism has God. killed more people
4: than any other ideology over the last 100 years. Okay. Thank you for those words. You're welcome. Um, When 100 million people die under a communist dictatorship, and some of those millions are also Nazis, which is included there, whatever, you blame communism. National Socialist Workers' Party. Or you blame blame socialism. But when 7 million people die every year under our current global capitalist environment, where uh, just, just by famine alone, before we even talk about imperialism and before we even talk about the damaging wars that are happening all around the world, then it's the individual so you're essentially telling every single person that's poor it's your fault that you're poor it's your fault that you die under a capitalist system but if you were under a communist system i have system, never said that i mean that's literally what you're saying no it's not i'm so saying whose that fault ex- is it expanded. whose fault is it that seven million people every year die just by famine related diseases so, so, and famine what? in our, under our current global capitalist structure Wh- whose
3: individual fault is it
4: yeah. It, why is it with those, the system when the, it comes to communism? But it's actually, but it's actually, going from forty, 40 right.
3: years to eighty years in America, for uh-huh. women and seventy-six years. Answer, for women. You're not answering. Global my question. poverty is at its all-time low than it ever has been. But you're not drop answering. Below 10% you're not as answering the free my enterprise. question.
4: You're not answering. You're, you're yeah, talking there, about there is not a singular different.
3: person why individuals might. Die, unfortunately. However, what's going to stop? Oh, that? it's unfortunate when they die. Well, oh, yes, oh, okay. yes, Hassan. Death yeah. is
4: unfortunate. Yeah, right. I know. I understand. But you how, make it seem solve as though they problems. are just a statistic. So, how do you
3: solve? It? So let's talk about healthcare in particular. Okay. Because because a common critique of conservatives is that we do not have a plan for healthcare. It's quite simple. First of all, the idea that we do not have socialized medicine or a test case for it in the states is incorrect the Veterans
4: Administration, Did you see the veterans? Oh, God. $180 oh, billion dollars oh, a year how disgusting. we spend trying how to help disgusting. our veterans. Hassan, let me
3: finish. $180 billion a year we spend trying to help our veterans, and they wait in line, they die in the clinics, the quality care is unbelievably low. You cannot say that the Veterans Administration is a well-run government agency despite us spending $180 billion a year
4: trying to help our vets. We how seen disgusting. What's that disgusting? you would, you would, would send these young men and women overseas to Me? go fight imperial not you i'm, I'm talking about conservatives your, not in you. general just conservatives in general don't mind sending these young men and women overseas to fight imperialist conquests that have nothing to do with protecting america or I'm protecting american sovereignty hold on that's great that's great that's just one war though we are waging many currently but then they come back and the numbers have obviously increased uh, the number of casualties have increased the, the, the treatment is drastically different than a regular pool of American citizens who aren't in the line of fire. How could you then turn around, not fund that system that we promised those veterans we would take care of them, not fund that system, and then use it as a talking point to say socialized medicine does we, not work? We, we that is should, disgusting. We should take care disgusting. of our vets You know what's disgusting, Hassan? The fact
3: that you defend that system. The fact that vets die waiting for care. Our vets are our heroes. First of all, I'm against the Afghanistan war, against the Iraq war, against uh... our funding of Saudi Arabia's illegal war in Yemen. I'm against the missile strikes in Syria. So don't try to paint me in the same blend and the same brush that all neoconservatives are. Second of all, ironically, Donald Trump is making the world a safer place. The Korean war is ending thanks to Donald Trump. Isis is on the run and being destroyed. What does he this have
4: co- to what does this have to do with well, our, us lying to our veterans that we were going to take care of them and then letting the us Veterans Administration on the which streets, is socialized
3: dog. medicine the Veterans Administration which is socialized medicine does a disservice. You advocate for socialized medicine. I do not want the rest of the country. I'm not saying to be the VA is good. I'm saying that it's underfunded.
4: That our veterans have. To You're focus. using that as a as a tool to just attack socialism. So a piece of It's when called evidence. It works on. in every in every other country that has tried to do this. This works. This system absolutely Cuba? works. How the the Cuba, how does the Cuban the healthcare system work? The Cuban health. Cuban healthcare system. The Cuban healthcare system? Oh, you mean the country where they're on the verge of solving AIDS and and and, and a multitude of different cancer research? Like, what are you talking about? Where, where their it's life because, ex,
3: their life expectancy is 15 years, okay, it, but, less than the United States, you're, where they you're, widespread you're holding starvation, where they lock like up political dissidents. Okay. Why do people flee Havana, Cuba for Miami, Florida? I don't know. Don't maybe our have Florida something to do with For Havana, it? Cuba.
2: All
0: right. I've, uh, I, I think there's going to be no point trying to like come up with natural places to stop. We're just going to have to like stop every once in a while. Uh, you know, this isn't one of those debates where one person talks and then there's a pause and then the other person talks. Uh, but yeah.
1: I am I went, curious.
0: Yeah, what
1: are you saying? No, I'm just saying it went off the rails so quickly, but um, I'm curious what you I know.
0: It was, like, it was like 90 seconds in and it was off the rails, um, which is funny because, again, I mean, this is the third – uh, Charlie Kirk debate I watched and they uh, the Cedar and Kalinsky debates definitely started out chiller than this. Uh, this this uh, this was this was like pretty much started out like anybody's tuning in now. What you just saw is like pretty much the way it was from like the first 30 seconds. Um, but there are like three things going on since the last time we paused. So one of them, was about the wars, uh, and it does seem to me, at least from what I can tell from his Twitter account, like Charlie has done a little bit of a 180 on this. So the wars didn't really come up in the Sam Cedar debate, but in um, but they came up in the Kyle Kalinske debate, and, of course, they also just came up here, and in both of those, uh, he said the same thing. It's like, whoa, I don't have anything to do with that. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm against the wars uh whereas i don't know like his 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 twitter account lately has been all like you know uh joe biden has like surrendered to the terrorists all the time so maybe he's got some sort of like explanation of how this doesn't really make a pro-war maybe it's just that when it was a pro-Trump talking point that like Trump was like, you know, winding down the wars or something, he was for that. But now it's like an anti-Biden talking point that, you know, he left the service dogs in Afghanistan. So that's what he's going with now.
1: Yeah. I mean, in researching him, and this won't come as a surprise to anyone, uh, you're not going to get ideological consistency from him and he'll say something and then say the opposite and claim he never said it. So right. it's, it's going to be hard to track, down any particular claim on him, you know, which also makes someone slippery in a debate, I guess, because if they can just uh, claim any viewpoint, that's, uh, um, you know, convenient at the time. Um, but yeah, I guess at this point, he's going more with the isolationist uh, track. And also, this is a little off track for the debate, right? Like, yeah,
0: right. It's I, I mean, I assume that, I mean, it's a little hard to tell what they've talked about so far, but I assume that the larger thing is supposed to be capitalism and socialism, <laughs>
1: right it's definitely creating from topic to topic i actually wanted to get your viewpoint yeah. on the thing that they it's kind of a smaller point but they were you know they were having the whole uh nordic debate and kind of the way that it usually happens right where the conservatives try to say no that's not you know there's that meme of like well you know hey that's not actually socialism and it's like well well if it's not socialism why don't we try it and it's like oh because it's socialism right but <laughs> yeah. he, points, he points to the economic freedom index of and I'm I'm not familiar with that. So I'm just wondering if like, yeah, like where they where they get that if you have that like Yeah,
0: that, that's a pretty that. common uh, conservative talking point. And it's it's always really weird because like those there are a few of those like freedom indexes floating around from libertarian, quasi libertarian kind of think tanks. And uh, the methodologies like often really unclear uh they i mean i remember one of these them i read like somebody actually did like a detailed breakdown where they figured out like how like all the different things they were using and what you know score they uh, and what weight they assigned to each of them and some of it was just hilarious like uh i think this was like a Cato one where uh, they they didn't count like they laws about abortion towards like how free a country was because they said like because that's like controversial whether that's in a freedom but they uh but they did count like whether you're allowed to have like raw milk uh as a uh, as a freedom thing uh so i suspect that this doesn't really track very much like most of what libertarians are arguing about with social democrats and socialists you know with when they argue about freedom like uh especially i think some of it like even when they are talking about things that's like okay you can see why they're describing that as an economic freedom issue it's not really the kind of thing they're mostly talking about you know when when they say like oh you can't um, you know whatever you can't uh raise the minimum wage, you can't mandate vaccines you know because because that's that's on freedom but then like it'll turn out that like part of what they're talking about with the freedom index is like basically how much paperwork you have to do to start a small business it's like yeah but that's fine right i mean like that's that's something that any like normal social democrat would be like yeah sure go for it right i mean like like streamline that that's great you know (laughs) like that's not you know what like the kind of thing that we care about is making sure that you know there are minimum wage laws and workplace safety laws and you know and all this stuff and, you know, also some of it is complicated because one thing that they will point out sometimes, in fact, I would not be shocked if, you know, they careen back to the Nordics at some point if this comes up, is that um, they they will sometimes point out that there are some Nordic countries that don't have uh, minimum wage laws, which which is true, uh, but they what they will never, you know, will, they'll never say is the other half of that, right, which is that, uh which is like okay yeah you don't have minimum wage laws but you do have vastly more favorable uh labor laws for unions you know that existed certainly in the united states I mean, the united states has like as you know very well like the worst one developed world uh but uh but you know they have very like favorable laws for you know starting unions and like they have really powerful union federations that'll do like sector-wide bargaining and establish wage floors that way so it's like yeah there are no minimum wage laws and you know whatever there should be but like uh, but also that doesn't mean that like the market just decides what everybody gets paid
1: yeah yeah i mean i don't think that there's a lot of uh honesty going on in, in, in those talking points unless it's a misunderstanding i mean if you really you know got them to admit what they believe about the nordic countries i don't think that they're like oh yeah we should adopt those policies so
0: yeah yeah yeah, right exactly and it's all there's a lot of cherry picking too like they'll do this thing where okay and granted i think that there's probably a lot of like nordic hive mind thinking on all sides of this where because like there's a certain kind of like you know quasi social democratic liberal who thinks that the way that they have things in nordic countries is nice but doesn't really recognize that like sweden isn't sweden because everybody goes to the same lutheran church sweden is sweden because of sustained intense class struggle and like you know like incredibly like militant union activity and stuff you know building socialist party that like got them to the point where they are now uh, so people will talk about it as if it were just this sort of neutral technocratic decision, you know, it's like, oh yeah, these countries decided it would be better if, you know, they took care of everybody's basic needs, you know, uh, yeah. Um... yeah. Uh, but like the right wing version of the Nordic hive mind thesis is, uh, where they'll say, oh, well, look, uh, look at this market reform that this or that Nordic country had to implement, you know, because this overly socialist stuff wasn't working. And you're like, no, what you're describing is just like, yeah, these are complex societies that are, you know, divided up ideologically by economic interest and everything else in the exact same way every other society in the world is. And sometimes right-wing parties take power and, like, they implement right-wing policies. That's not like, oh, the country as a whole collectively realized that some social democratic policy wasn't working. So, like, they'll, they will always like to bring up... um The, uh, like, Sweden, I think, like, you know, put in, like, some charter school stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, educational vouchers. But it's, like, okay, but Finland doesn't have private schools. Like, they they have a public monopoly on uh, primary and secondary education. And, like, there are all kinds of rankings that say that Finland has the best school system in the world. So, you know, what do we... I don't know. I mean, it's it's complicated because I I do think that it is useful to be able to point to the Nordics as like places where a lot of social democratic policies are successfully beta tested. We know they work out well and all that stuff. But also it's like, yeah, of course. I mean, sometimes like, you know, sometimes things flow our way and like good stuff is implemented in those countries and sometimes, um, you know, but like obviously – you know, the capitalist class still exists in those places and they have every vested interest in like rolling that back when they get a chance, and sometimes they do.
1: Right. Um, I mean, on that note, I mean, I think they they try to make socialists own any kind of failure of bureaucracy. That's socialism, right? Um, which kind of the the other major thing they talked about is the VA, which I think um, you know, I mean the simple answer is just that the you know the 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 VA is um, underfunded, and and the conservatives, sure. um, you know, are pointing toward that underfunding as that hey, that government programs fails. But do you think there's anything more complicated going on there, or do you think it's pretty simple trick that the that Kirk?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that the one thing that is complicated there is that um, it is certainly true that the VA should be funded more. And it is certainly true that for certain kinds of things, especially people with, like, PTSD, you know, like, uh, I mean, like, in general, uh, psychiatric care in the United States is really bad uh, right. and, and is not taken seriously. And it's, and it's certainly true that, like, uh, people sometimes have to, like, you know, wait for a long time for that stuff. And it's a, it's a travesty, right? And they should obviously, the VA should, you know, get a bunch more money so they can hire a ton more, you know, psychiatrists for sure. Right. Uh, but it's also kind of funny in like a few ways when they bring this up, because despite those very real problems, um you have it it remains the case that uh the veterans administration is actually pretty popular with veterans. Uh like uh, I remember Matt Brudig at the People's Policy Project, you know, had this had this nice post once where he, he talked about how, uh, like, opponents of Medicare for all always like trotted out these statistics where most people said they're satisfied with their health coverage, and you know, he made all the obvious points about that. What does that really mean, right? Like, you know, like you because like, yeah. yeah, if you haven't really had to use it, you know, like you're just like, yeah, sure, I guess, right, or like you know, what does what, what satisfied mean, right? Does that just mean that, does that mean that you like it better than you would like it if the government just paid for it? Or does it mean that that you think that, like, realistically, given what exists now, you're probably better off than you'd be with, like, whatever else you can afford? Like, probably the second one. But also, if we're going to play that game, um, the, uh, the two groups that actually list the highest rates of satisfaction with their healthcare are seniors on Medicare and active duty military and veterans. Uh, and so I, I think that I think that despite the very real problems of the VA, I mean I think that is a little exaggerated. I think if you I think if you the poll question I'd really like to see is like how many veterans think the VA should be privatized? <laughs>
1: Right. Right. That's a better point. And you yeah, know, I mean, if, if he, he brings
0: in, just, the VA, just, just try your luck, you know, on like the exchanges. Yeah. Well, we'll see later that
1: uh, if you put anything in, in the free market, it's going to get uh, extremely, extremely efficient. So we're, we're definitely going to learn that <laughs> over the course of this uh, debate. But um, is there. Um,
0: yeah. Well, I, I did also well. want to say on the, on the healthcare point, um, Charlie, just before the point where we stopped, did something Odd, right? So he he's two examples of uh socialized healthcare being bad were the VA in the United States, uh and um and the uh and the Cuban healthcare system. Uh and like the second one is a really funny example because I mean, yeah, like you know, Cuba's uh you know, Cuba's healthcare system in a lot of ways, you know, is is not, uh, you know, like like there are it's, it's a it's a very mixed bag. I mean, you know, there are there are things about it that are definitely suffering. Some of that really is because of the embargo, I know that's like kind of the cliche. It's like, oh, yeah, left is the blade, everything on the embargo. But like, really, in this case, I think the argument's pretty straightforward. Like there's a lot of medical equipment that like if you, the United States has you under embargo, like good luck, find it. Cause like this, this is where it's manufactured. Uh, But even like, even aside from that, it's like, okay. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a third world country with limited resources. uh, But also they have the best doctor to patient ratio in the world. Also uh, like there are definitely at least parts of the United States with worse like infant mortality than Cuba. Yeah. Uh,
1: The life expectancy 78 years, I don't know where he's, he just says it's 15 years lower than ours.
0: So yeah. isn't that Just a, the United States that's is just not a straight a up lie. Theory. I don't think so. Yeah, well,
1: he's, yeah. He says it's 15 years lower than ours. I think that's a straight up lie. I think they're commensurate with ours. So it just, yeah.
0: Which itself is remarkable because it's a third world country with very limited resources uh, that's been under embargo for its largest national trading partner for half a century. And so it's like, even the measures where they're about equivalent to the U.S., that itself is a, a, an amazing accomplishment under those circumstances. And there are obviously measures like doctor-patient ratio, uh, infant mortality, where they're actually doing better uh, than, uh, than ours. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just looked it up and it says the life expectancy of the United States uh, is also 78 point something. So I, I don't. I don't know what he's uh, what he's talking about there, um, but um, but also, I w- I would say um, like all right, let's let's pretend for the sake of argument that the Cuban healthcare system is as bad as Charlie like wants to portray it as being, which is clearly not, mm-hmm. because even in his defense, just before we cut off uh, of that claim, he. Pivoted from talking about the healthcare system to talking about all kinds of things about Cuba that have nothing to do with the healthcare system, right? He's talking about oh, you know, why do people, you know, why do people flee from, you know, from uh, from Cuba to Miami? And there are a lot of reasons, but like the healthcare system is not one of them, right? Like that's that's not the uh, that's that's not the thing that's that's getting anybody to uh, to you know to immigrate to uh, to to the United States. I mean, um, certainly you know certainly it's not on the uh, uh, certainly, it's not in the top ten. I mean, sometimes, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the political repression exists in Cuba. We should admit that. But like, uh, you know, but also, uh, also, lots of it is economic because it's a third world country that's been under embargo uh, from its larger natural trade, trading partner, you know, for for 50 years. And sure, also, whatever inefficiencies exist within the Cuban system itself, that's fine, right? But like, uh, but we know that it's possible you know, he, he wants to club together the two issues like oh there's political repression in cuba right unlike all the you know latin american countries the united states likes cuba has political repression uh and uh there's political repression in cuba and they have socialized health care well okay fine like if you want to talk about healthcare, let's disaggregate those because we know perfectly well that one can exist without the other uh the uk has uh has the same healthcare system that Cuba does more or less. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's got the, uh, you know, it, it goes way beyond Medicare for all the government owns the hospitals and pays the doctors uh, and uh, they have a higher life expectancy than the United States, uh, lower infant mortality, lower rate of mortality amenable to healthcare. Uh, so I mean, I, th- I think the, uh, I think the track record is, is pretty, um, you know the track record like is really good and then i think especially if you started doing what you know antonio points out in the comments and compared the cuban healthcare system to the healthcare systems of comparable uh latin american countries then i think it, it starts to look really good i mean look at the uh, you know the morbid little game that I, I i was playing for a while last year is every once in a while i checked to see uh the number of people who died of COVID in cuba and then I compare it to the county in Michigan that I come from, uh, and uh, for you know for a long time, eventually Cuba reopened to tourism, and they came out ahead, although not by that much. But the uh, but this county in Michigan, with you know I know it's not a one to one comparison, it's not an island, but like this county in Michigan with obviously a tiny fraction of the population, for a long time uh, was 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 beating Cuba, and certainly if you compare like you know if Sure, compare islands to islands, right? I mean, you know, compare Cuba to uh, to Puerto Rico uh, and your chances of dying of COVID last year as a Puerto Rican are, like, vastly better than your chances of dying as Cuban.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think uh, we might want to get back to the video, but uh, we didn't even really address the list of countries that he calls socialists. Oh, yeah,
0: Zimbabwe?
1: Is North Korea.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, like, some of them he's, like you know, he's like listed off, you know, countries that's like, okay, right. We can have a terminological debate. Like, you know, people love to on the left about, you know, how to use the word socialism and whether that, you know, we say, okay, is this a kind of authoritarian state socialism or is this best described as something else, you know, bureaucratic collectivism or, you know, state capitalism or whatever. Right. But it's like, okay, at least I know what he means when yeah. he says that that's socialist. I have no fucking clue what he means when he says that Zimbabwe is socialist.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if, if, if it's even worth addressing um, in these, because the debate's are really going to go off the rails, yeah. right? I
0: mean, saying, know, we will go back to it. But I mean, last thing before that, like, okay, he says the Nordics aren't socialist, Bernie Sanders is socialist, confusing enough already. Uh, but also, you'll notice when he's rattling off the bad socialist countries, He said that uh, Vietnam was socialist. So it's like, wait a second, is Vietnam not socialist? Because I'm pretty sure that Vietnam today, the state plays a larger role in the economy than the United States if all of Bernie Sanders' like 2020 campaign proposals were enacted. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: All right, let's go back.
4: Okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe, it's because, here. maybe it's because people did not want to no, really give, give away, away their, away their land. land. But I'm not here defending Cuba. I don't give a shit about Cuba, dog. I'm talking about America. No, you just, and I'm you just about said they're solving nations. The which is I'm talking about comparable false. nations. We are talking about socialized medicine in comparable nations. Are you going to say that America and Cuba are virtually identical? I would, happen to, I would happen to I think that Canada is a better example, and there are definitely problems within the Canadian health care system, again, due to privatization and due to Underfunding the the, the and, and crippling the institution from within because of private privatized uh, policies. This is all private enterprise is is grossly responsible for for the the lack of affordable healthcare in this country. It shouldn't even be affordable. It should be free. This is what the people want. Nothing Charlie. is free, Hasan. Eighty-two percent of Americans. Eighty-two percent of free Americans your want is paying for Medicare it. for all. Fifty-two percent of Republicans want Medicare for all. The only people at this point. The only people who are standing firmly against Medicare for all are just essentially saying, look, I don't care. I love corporate lobbyists. I think big pharma should, should continue to increase their profits. And it doesn't matter if you can't live a dignified life. Without the crippling fear that if you lose your job, you might lose your health care, okay. and you might literally die. And if you can't fund your fund your medicine, if you can't fund your health care, then you should beg on the internet through crowdsourcing. Okay. Again, Hasan,
3: you, you are virtue was, signaling constantly because you are implying signaling? you are implying that just because, because I have a different policy perspective that I care less about these people. I mean, the free market I said, system. If you're against whenever it, it, that's what you want, so in you every want single sector ins- and vertical. Allow me to finish. Okay, you whether want it be private housing, more, you whether it be in food whether it be in anywhere the free market is allowed to interact, which we do not have a free market system in healthcare right now. You cannot buy health insurance across state lines. We have a national quota for doctors. We have the FDA that disallows entrepreneurs to compete against big pharma by having patents for 30 years so that people with great so ideas... FDA regulation in- is bad when it comes to medicine. There are certain elements of regulation oh, well, me, that is allow bad, me to finish but, me but I want on, you to be very on.
4: specific. No, you can't just which throw one? eight How about a,
3: points. Oh, let me finish. How about a 30-year patent on a okay. drug that disallows someone with a better idea that would bring down the price of the drug so that the middle class could have the same sort of treatment that the rich and
4: powerful have that's that's, used- that's the regulation that you think i'm against no I, i'm not saying i'm, you're I'm, it. I'm saying funding what i'm funding for it, Hassan, public I way no i think that. we should look again l- let me finish all right go ahead Before sorry sorry is- you're right
3: the free market allows itself to three really, really big things. It allows prices to go down, quality to go up, and abundance to go outward. Everywhere it's tried, whether it be grocery stores, whether it be housing, if it, the, the laws of the market do not stop working just because it's in healthcare. Whether it be LASIK eye surgery, LASIK eye surgery used to cost $20,000 per eye. You. Insurance companies. Yeah, technological are, advancements that are because of the make free market. More affordable. The insurance companies no, would not cover the LASIK no, this eye surgery. Is ridiculous. It was a cash business. Doctors went outside of the traditional system, and all of a sudden now it costs five hundred dollars per eye for LASIK eye surgery. Everything you're saying if, is flat out false, and also what's false about because that. Because
4: we live in a, we live under a mixed economy, Charlie. So it's a consequence of both publicly funded research and also certain private elements. So when you try to turn around and look at technological advancements that are happening in virtually every field, okay? virtually every field on an international scale and assume that this is just a consequence of free market capitalism, well, let's talk, yeah, no, it's actually unicorns, dude. Unicorns are well, are, are so giving Hassan, us magically the, Hassan, the Hassan, ask me a question. If we're going to lie does, about this stuff, does, then do, we might as well just do, go all ask the question.
3: way out. Do, do, does insurance cover LASIK? Does insurance cover LASIK guys? What doesn't have to do with anything. Because when you don't have the insurance lobby within the negotiating of prices, then the consumer knows exactly what everything costs. Are you The the reason why healthcare costs so much in this country, you go into a hospital, no one knows what anything costs. No one knows what anything costs or how long you stay there or how long the procedure is. A key component of a market is pricing. Yeah. The problem with the yeah. system we and have and we now, live in a
4: country that is virtually the only country system. on the planet that does not negotiate drug prices. Even Donald Trump said he was going to do this, and he and he's failed to deliver on that promise, among yeah. many other promises, right. like he was going to solve the economy or that he was going to uh, bring about world peace. Like this is preposterous to assume that like insurance, in, you could just unjustifiably just throw out a claim without me without expecting me to. Re, uh, re, re, ugh, I can't even talk. Holy shit. Refute it when you say. Uh, when you make this ridiculous assertion that insurance companies are actually decreasing prices when it's not the no, government no, they're not. regulating son I asked a very specific question. What? LASIK eye
3: surgery and then you not covered by insurance. Okay. Consumers went straight to the doctor, so they knew how much it cost. Therefore, prices went down. Quality went up and accessibility went outward. That's what happens when a market is allowed to exist. So So why why
4: virtually every other, uh, because I look, I don't know the ins and outs of the, the complicated Lasik surgery. And I'm, I'm willing to bet that you don't either. You just know a talking point about it, but it doesn't matter. Look, um, look, none of this matters because you are hyper focusing on lazy surgery are all americans is this the most important problem that all americans have to face when it comes to our current i'm really glad you asked when it comes to the cancer rate in the u.s which is good we're good on cancer if you can afford it so how do you get things to cost less competition
3: which is inherent regulation Regulation, regulation, Absolutely. prices, prices, regulation, Absolutely. prices out middle class consumers. Regulation is a tool used by corporations to go go after small business owners. That is why the biggest small oh, the small
4: business owner like Pfizer. You're right, dude. Come on, Pfizer dude. has being a 100 million
3: dollar so- a year government lobbying budget. That yeah, is I not hate right. that. We agree that on is that. Corporatism. Yeah, that is not capitalism. It's different when you have a good idea versus buying lobbyists sending them the DC saying put all these rules and regulations that I can afford but the entrepreneur from Silicon Valley
4: that has a five person company
3: cannot afford
4: So why is it cheaper in, in other countries Charlie explain that to me if it's not government price negotiations why is it cheaper in virtually every other country as a matter of fact this is a ridiculous talking point because like conservatives have for the most part maybe not Charlie but I I am willing to hear your perspective on this conservatives for the most part have like completely uh, decided that the whole regulation conversation is ridiculous and have gone so far as to say that we are subsidizing healthcare for the rest of the world because we, ha- we are the most innovative nation when it comes to medicine. It's, it's preposterous. Every other nation is able to do this and, and and these companies are still selling to them. Obviously, they're not selling out of the goodness of their heart because there's no such thing. It's all profit motive, right? So it's capable they're capable of lowering drug prices here in the united states as well but the only reason why they won't and you're correct on this i will i will tell you because obviously i'm very anti-lobby uh here and anti-corporatist and anti-capitalist as well which by the way lobbying is inherently a capitalist structure you constantly talk about how money is corporatist is difference okay corporatist and capitalist like you can't you, the two go hand in hand those okay. are not
3: the same thing that's like saying i'm
4: Crony capitalism is just unfettered capitalism. And you are constantly on the one hand arguing against against regulation. And then on the other hand saying, well, it's not true. Capitalism, which one is it? Should we regulate capitalism so it doesn't turn into crony capitalism? I think we should massively deregulate
3: the American economy. I'm not saying to abolish every single piece of regulation. Uh When regulations, let me finish. Except for like the patent one, which I'm on board with. What 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 regulation specifically? How about Dodd-Frank? That'd be a great start that disallows community banks. From competing against Goldman Sachs, Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan Chase, the big banks wrote Dodd Frank. That is why we've seen an 80% decrease in community banks over the last eight years since the passage of Dodd Frank, because it makes it nearly impossible for community banks to be able to compete with the Wall Street banks.
4: I will say that what Charles fails to mention Dodd Frank is I like did not the you, no. What Charles fails to mention with Dodd Frank, and you can't say this and and not and not mention this part, there are plenty of fail safes within Dodd Frank, which was imperfect. I will admit. There are yes. plenty of fail-safes that were also taken away, for example, the fiduciary responsibility. So if you're an old person and you go up to a bank, that your your banker can uh, virtually make any sort of risky financial decision they want to now because they took that away so that the bankers could make more money off of your money that they're playing around with. This is the kind of deregulation that already caused the 2008 housing. All
3: right, crash. I'm not going to get and into First no! Oh, all. you're not going to be into and the Pacific when agencies. I know what the fuck better you're reserve, talking about? Federal Reserve Lowing oh, Interest Rates. Hold on, what's Fannie and Freddie, genius? What's Fannie and Freddie? Tell me what that is. Tell me about the rating agencies. Okay. Tell me about how we should have allowed Wells Fargo to pay a price, and those people should be in prison right now for doing what they did I agree. and lying to federal regulators. Charlie and it sounds was, like and a it was communist a Democrat Congress and a Democrat Senate Advocating, and Democrat the, advocating the jail not, bankers? Me, Hassan, I'm on
4: board, dog. Hassan, Hassan, let's we do it right now. We talking over
3: each other for the next 45 minutes, or you can let me finish. The final thing I'll, I'll say on, on banking regulation, the, the, one of the biggest misrepresentations of reality is somehow that free market capitalism contributed to the, the, the 2008 financial crisis. It was the rating agencies in bed with Fannie and Freddie Mac doing triple A bond rating with B and B minus rated bonds. No one looked what they were actually rating. It was the government institutions that were telling Wall Street to continue to go after subprime mortgage lending. They did credit default swaps on top of it, leveraging the entire American economy with Alan Greenspan artificially lowering interest rates after 9-11, playing with cheap money,
4: P- pair that with the Community Reinvestment yeah. Act and no one actually knowing what yeah, they're no, trading. I don't like liberals. All certified We're on the same page. by Washington. We're on the same page, but you sound a lot like a communist when you make those points. I'm just going to let you know. When you're like, let's jail right. bankers, so, so let's but, regulate the, let's regulate uh, both our, both our politicians and also these corporations. You well, can't so, just sit so here so and the say that it's regulation. You keep mentioning the failures of capitalism, and then your solution to the failures of capitalism not, is I've more capitalism, more free market, more failure of
3: statism. Well, you know how about the failure? How about the successes of free market capitalism?
0: Yeah. So this is um, this is another thing that the, uh, these guys uh, love doing is uh, saying that all uh, you know that all of the, the ills of actually existing capitalism uh, can uh, can be blamed on you know corporatism or crony capitalism, which basically means that uh, people who own lots and lots of resources, uh, use their wealth uh, in order to uh, to to lobby uh, for uh, for rules that unfairly benefit them. Uh, and the thing that always gets me about this is yeah. when you know I mean quite apart from uh, as uh, as somebody says, uh, you know somebody said in the uh, in the chat right. It's uh, it's definitely. Like there's definitely some tension between uh, socialism has been a disaster, and you know, North Korea, and Zimbabwe, uh, which are you know which are both socialist countries, uh, but uh, but also we don't have real capitalism, <laughs> corporatism. Uh, but quite apart from that, like when you like okay, forget the labels for a second. When you say capitalism is great, it's just crony capitalism. It's bad. It's like okay, so what's your solution then? That like. Suddenly, every like everybody who has concentrated wealth is just going to virtuously stop uh, using it to influence politicians to like rig rules on their behalf.
1: Yeah, um, and this goes toward kind of the to drain the swamp rhetoric, right? Of like some kind of rhetorical nod toward these issues, which um, I'm not really clear on what the what the policy solution is that that Charlie uh, that Charlie's proposing. Um, it's, it's, it gets gets pretty confusing in there. Um, also, you know, shout out to uh, the the moderators really doing great work there and uh, keeping this debate. <laughs> He's like super It's yeah. great. It's great. You know, it's, these debates yeah, like, usually don't really moderate it. So I think his laissez faire free, you know, free market approach. approach I really like it. But
0: uh, I, I think I honestly forgot there was a moderator. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's that dude sitting between them? Is he a friend of Charlie's? Or He's something? just a lucky fan,
1: a lucky yeah. fan who got a, who they invited on stage. Um, but yeah, um, was was there anything else that that, that jumped out that you was kind of like a, like a you know? Yeah,
0: I mean, so I think that's I think that's the biggest thing is the mm-hmm. oh that's you know that's corporatism uh, not capitalism right, which is uh, like if I I mean look I mean if if you or I said oh uh here's our here's our idea for how socialism could work uh we're gonna have um you know we're gonna have like a a central estate apparatus there's gonna be like a planning office like gosh plot in the ussr all the structures are gonna be the same but this one's the difference is that there won't be any corruption like presumably the charlie kirks of the world would like very correctly not be impressed by that, right? This is like, okay, so it's gonna be exactly what existed before, but like no corruption this time. Uh but that's what he's doing when he says, oh, the problem isn't capitalism, it's corporatism. You know, real capitalism doesn't have that. You know, it's like he's just redefining real capitalism to mean like capitalism where miraculously there's no political corruption or regulatory capture. And I don't you know yeah i'd be really fascinated to know what the plan is there i mean as you said trump you did know, like to talk about draining the swap uh but uh you know that obviously did not happen uh and if you like and like even like the sort of incredibly inadequate liberal solutions like campaign finance reform it's like okay so would he be in favor of that is that like that doesn't sound very laissez-faire right you know you're stopping people from uh, there's, you know, you're stopping people from using their money, you know, for, for political speech. Uh, So that, that part just seemed like, you know, none of these guys have like grappled with that at all, right? Like, like how, how is it that we achieve this magical capital? It's not proteistic, Um, you know, which I mean, really, I mean, look, you want to, you want to stop wealth, you know, like if you have concentrations of wealth, that's always going to find ways to translate itself into concentrations of political power. Like, good luck with that. I mean, like, if nothing else, there's always that, like, capitalist veto of threatening to leave the country, you know, if uh, and pull your, you know, pull your factories out or whatever uh, if you don't get your way. Uh, but, you know, I mean, you, you have to actually do something about the economic power if you want to do something about their political power. But, yeah, I guess the other thing is the, there's the, like, Charlie was kind of giving like the canned conservative version uh, of uh, the 2008 crash, uh, which is basically that, oh, what happened then is entirely because of the government uh, meddling in the housing market through Fannie and Freddie, which are not exactly public entities anyway, but whatever uh, to, you know, to like force people to give home loans to poor people. Like that's basically what they, Mm -hmm. they mean. But, and that's you know not right. Uh, like the, uh, like some of the lending practices is talking about. Is like you know yeah, it's it's a like Fannie and Freddie are a very small part of that that story, and um, and also the. I mean, I think there is like a reasonable story that you could tell about um, deregulation, like you know the the end of Glass Steagall meaning that you could have, you know, you could have, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, different kinds of banking, you know, combined, you know, within, within the same bank leading to, uh, leading to incredible consolidation, uh, that I think, you know, I think there's a plausible story about how that like encouraged riskier behavior, you know, cause, cause you have like the, the, the banks had such deeper pockets, uh, now, but in any case, um uh, anyway i guess all i would add to that is that the uh is that what i would have liked yeah uh, you know, which what i would have liked this is actually the place right some of this uh i think hassan is has airing way too far and again this is 2008 hassan uh 2018 hassan you know but the uh so it is it is three years ago um you know if you if you went back and and watched uh like the first debate I did with like Dave Smith or whatever, you know, like years ago, um, you know, I'd look pretty bad too, but, uh, but, Um, but there are a lot of places in here where I think he's like, not quite engaging with the specifics of what Kirk is saying enough. And he's just sort of like pivoted to socialist generalities, but this is the one place where I wish he'd do that and just be like, okay, great. So like, you want to nationalize the banks.
1: Right uh I, I yeah i to give him credit i mean i appreciate the troll of saying this kind of sound you know of, of saying you want to jail banker i mean like jailing yeah. political dissidents i don't know if that's uh, i didn't expect to kind of hear that uh from charlie so I, I do appreciate the the move that he did there um i was curious finally before we go go back what, what you thought about uh the move he was making on healthcare, he was blaming it all on, uh, all on these regulation issues, which is like, also I don't think patent regulation, is that really a particularly, I don't really see that as a particularly, uh, you know, like right-wing issue, right? Like that, the that 30 years patents um, that he's made. So but he blames everything on that, which yeah. I think is pretty yeah, quick, yeah. but it's an int- but it's an interesting move, I would say.
0: Well, I mean, it is an interesting move. Like, I mean, so is, so is what, Charlie has suggested here that we like shouldn't have patents be for that long, that like that, that we should have like a more liberal intellectual property regime. Cause like it's so great, right? Like that, that sounds good. Uh, especially pharmaceutical patents. That'd be nice. Uh, but um, you know, it's, it's, as you say, it's not, you know, like, I mean, I, I don't um, you know, it's certainly not a big, a proposal It's a big part of right wing politics, and uh, and you know, if it was, I think there'd probably be a lot of convergence on that. But, um, but I guess the one other thing I did want to say from earlier is, uh, when Charlie's going on about LASIK eye surgery, uh, yeah, that's
1: really funny, but
0: yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, that's the whole. You know that like one specific example about very new technology, like you know, proves that like a totally laissez-faire you know, healthcare system would be great, but uh, and of course you can't get eye surgery in Canada, Uh, but um, but also though like pay attention to the structure of what you said here. It's a point that a lot of right wingers kind of like to make. I, I think I actually remember like when I used to hate listen to Rush Limbaugh on AM radio in the car. Uh, I remember him making comments like this sometimes. They'll do this weird thing where they sort of make it sound like their solution for the really, really free market in healthcare is to somehow like abolish health insurance. Like they never say that. They never spell it out. But if they're not saying that, I don't really know what the point is. There's this sort of talking point about how well, you know, costs aren't controlled because supply and demand doesn't work the way that it's supposed to because, um, because, you know, your insurance will, will pay for it. Right. Like I remember like Rush Limbaugh years ago saying like, imagine how much hotels would cost if like, you know, you didn't pay out of pocket, you know, it was just like you had hotel insurance. It's like, okay. But like, if that's what you're saying, I, I really want to hear it. Right. So I mean, this, this is a place where, again, I would have liked to to engage a little bit more on the particulars to be like a, So, so that's your solution. I mean, are you going to bad health insurance? You know, Mm -hmm. like, like like if if not spell out what it is that you're going to do, that's going to lead to this better functioning market in like direct healthcare.
1: Right. Right. Um, I mean, he, he said earlier that like the logic, the unassailable logic of the free market, right. It doesn't stop because you're in housing or, or, or healthcare. So it does seem like he's kind of promoting this, uh, uh, you know, bringing it to this logical extreme, but I'm not sure if I saw in the comments someone said he does kind of go there, but I'm not sure if he's uh, going there. Yeah,
0: I think also yeah. like it's it's such a weird, like it's such a dogmatic ideological thing to say. It's like, well, you know, there cannot possibly be anywhere where markets don't you know have optimal results compared to anything else. Like, I don't know, really. I mean, like it seems like we've got a lot of empirical evidence that in this particular area. Um, the uh, you know, like the, the, the most, the best healthcare systems in the world are the, you know, some of your, well, all of the good healthcare systems in the world are at the very least much less marketized. The, yeah,
1: uh, that's that's because you just haven't seen that perfect marketplace healthcare that is yet to exist. But once we get there, it's like you're gonna see. Some- right
0: again. I mean, if you're gonna play that game, it's like, oh well, <laughs> see, the problem with the Soviet Union is there wasn't communist enough, you know. Like <laughs> if we had like real, you know, like if we went all the way to, you know, there was instead of Soviet citizens getting paid in rubles that they took to the state store, you know, if there were the you know labor <laughs> value certificates for the critique of the gothic program then it would have been great you know like yeah. uh I, I don't imagine he'd be very impressed with that i think his, his response would probably be okay so you think hypothetical socialism with no real world antecedents whatsoever would be great <laughs> uh it's just any socialism that's ever exists would be bad that's like that's exactly what they're saying about healthcare. care that yeah the United States has one of the most marketized healthcare systems of the entire world. And we have like really shitty healthcare outcomes, but no, that'd be great. If, um, like, if we had even more marketized Then hypothetically, we're sure that that would be great because like, you know, look at our, you know, freshman macroeconomics textbook with the supply and demand graphs and like, this is clearly how everything actually works out. Cause our theory insists that it does.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, we should, we should probably go back soon, I guess, but I'll I just real I mean, I appreciate that Hassan early on says that, you know, we live in a mixed economy and most economies are, but, uh, it's very hard to like define the terms of the debate with him, but I don't know, you know, you, you want to like bring out that reality, but I know it's difficult when he's careening back to these. No, like-
0: And I think, cause I, I guess, you know, do credit. I mean, I think Hassan did have a good moment. Um, very early on i actually kind of wish that he'd stuck with this and emphasized a little bit more uh you know because it was i think even if this isn't necessarily exactly how i would think of it i don't i don't even care like it's it's like a it was a good way to try to redirect the debate to much clearer terms and ones that i think he could have made a pretty good argument with Which was when he's, you know, when is when Charlie asked him if uh, the Nordics were socialist countries. He said, "Well, no, but there's a spectrum, and they're clearly further along on the spectrum." And that, you know, I think if he stuck with it, and I understand. I mean, this is very easy to like Monday Night Quarterback, like uh, and like while you know, you're in this, like, weird freewheeling debate where the moderator is, like, zoned down and, you know, is is never going to interrupt anywhere. It can be very hard to do this, but, I mean, to the extent that you can, like, build a narrative over the course of the debate instead of just responding to individual points, then, you know, you should do that. And I think this would have been a good narrative for Hassan here to say, um, look, here are the things that make the Nordics further along on the spectrum, and... You know, these are the things that I also would like for the United States. And those are going to be the terms of the argument. I'm going to insist on it, right? What? Why don't you, you know, like, hey, all of these places have, you know, like it varies country by country, but like, you know, but they, they all have like unfathomably more uh, socialized, you know, uh, healthcare systems than the United States does, right? I mean, like in, in some of the specific cases, you know, it's like, yeah, there might be a few private hospitals, but like most hospitals are owned by the government, you know things like that. Mm-hmm. That seems to work out better for them, right? Like why why don't why don't you want that, Charlie? Right? I'm not gonna. I don't want to talk about what the Hispanic unemployment rate is, or uh, or or whether uh, you know what exactly caused the 2008 financial crash. Right? What I want this debate to be about is. Do you think that the United States should implement right. the things that well, these governments? Well, yeah,
2: are?
1: from a from a labor organizing perspective, right? We talk about inoculation, right? Which is when you bring up um, exactly what the uh, union buster is going to say. I um, this is an obvious debate tactic as well, right? But it. it it really takes the sting out of their argument, and when someone's as predictable as some of these guys are, you know, like like hey everyone, they're going to tell you, you know, they're going to bring up this like these random, especially if the talking points are random, like it's like eye surgery, like you know, it's going to be harder for Charlie to bring that up, and I think it might fluster him a little bit, like so. Yeah, kind of yeah, sort of that that,
0: yeah, that for sure. I mean, I I did a um, yeah, some of the. Yeah, I mean Charlie for sure. Uh, I mean again, the Hispanic unemployment rate. Uh, if if somebody's getting rich, that doesn't mean somebody's getting poor. Like there are certain lines. Nothing is
1: free with the mic drop, and he looks so self satisfied. Like oh man, like nothing's free. pays for <laughs> no. it. <Like>, he's done.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'll get him. Um, <laughs> and again, maybe it's kind of a normally like liberal sort of response, but. uh I, I think, oh, you mean like the fire department would have gone a long way there? Like, it's like, you know, these things that are paid for by our neighbor. Yes, I pay for them. My neighbors pay for them. Everybody pays for them. We arrange a fair system for how everybody's going to pay for it with progressive taxation. And then everybody benefits from it, but it's free at the point of service. So nobody ever worries they're not going to afford it or they're going to lose access to it if they lose their job. And, you know, isn't that better? Like, I think that would be. Like the response to that, nothing is free. Just to yeah, say, he, he didn't
1: get to, yeah, he didn't get to get that in there. Which may, I'm not saying it's his fault, but
0: yeah. no, no, no. he didn't get that. Just, just to say, like, yeah, yes, thank you, I understand. So it's been fun. What I mean by free, what everybody means by free, when they say that is free at the point of service because it's paid for by progressive taxation. Now let's talk about why you don't want that, and what you know, also whether you'd like to, uh, you know, have like the fire department and the police department start charging, you know, uh for services, uh, and, and whether you think that would uh that would go better, which, you know, he might say yes, but great, right? I mean Elizabeth Brunick, I remember saying, you know, half the point of a debate is to get the other person to tell you what they really think. And, you know, if that's yeah. what he thinks, that's uh that's a win right there, uh, in terms of reaching out to uh to most of the audience. But yeah, I I think uh we'll get back to it. But I just I think uh Definitely, some of these guys aren't just that predictable. I mean, I did like a few months ago. I did a debate with uh, the libertarian economist Gene Epstein, and I, I, uh, I re, I, I'd seen both of them before, but I rewatched the one he did with Boscar, and I rewatched the one uh, he did with um, uh, with Richard Wolf And based on those, I was, I was like fairly sure what uh, of what, like I was actually so sure of what he was going to say, like yeah. in his own statement. That like my first response, like I actually just like wrote out in advance, <laughs> and I did not have to deviate it from it that much, you know, because like he's going to say what he's going to say at these things, and and yeah, I that, I think that inoculation, like you need to organize a tactic you're talking about, would have gone a long way here. Like yeah, it's like I understand you're going to say that just because somebody's getting rich doesn't mean somebody's getting poor, but here's my point about economic inequality.
1: Right. I, I wish that when he brought a LASIK eye surgery someone was like, you know, I didn't think of that. Like, I'm done. Like, you're right. Like, that, that's. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I guess it gets him somewhere. Should we uh, should we go back?
3: Let's watch. The fact that we have abundance, abundance in life, air here? conditioning, the fact that we have more food that we throw away every single year than we actually eat. The fact Wait, that in exactly. the Western you world- Wait, you think that's
4: a good thing? You think that our waste is a good thing, dude? We, we have an
3: abundance learn...
4: problem yeah. in the West, we not a scarcity abundance... problem. Yeah. In Venezuela, the average Venezuelan
3: ah, has lost 17 yes. pounds. Oh yes, 4,000% inflation, yes. 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 Brink on the Civil War. Venezuela, yes. the, one the oil only socialist the world, country they don't have a bunch on the planet, everybody. Yes, the fact they have 42% unemployment, yes. The fact that Maduro continues to exploit his citizens
4: around the lies of Karl Marx, yes. Is that what we're talking about, Hassan? Yes. I love that you think you owned, oh my God. First of all, can I, can I just- I, No, no, hold, hold on, hold on, no. no okay. you can't just let him- Okay, all right. let, You can't just you let him word. throw away no, the Republican Despacito, which is every single time the dirty S word is mentioned, it's like, oh Venezuela. Dude, All I right, I'll give you I a bug. it, I get no, it, I'll you, you, you sound can't, sound. no, no, no. You gotta let me yeah, talk, no, let you gotta let me talk. It. You you did your you did your dance and you said Venezuela, you got it out. And I'm glad you did, I'm glad you did. It's the ultimate defense, like I said venezuela has virtually the same venezuela has socialized its extraction industries which is why it is extremely comparable to a nordic country like norway if socialism successfully is implemented or at least social democracies are successfully implemented in countries like norway then some countries fail because they're corrupt or because of currency mismanagement or because of a variety of different reasons like the imf or, or american sanctions or even backing Military coups in the country, which Donald Trump, apparently the world uh, leader in peace, is, is toying around with as if that has worked ever in Latin American countries or anywhere worldwide. There are a multitude of different reasons why socialism or, or a, a, a more robust social state has not worked in Venezuela, but it obviously has been successful in other countries. Like you, Zimbabwe, you Cuba, Vietnam, like that, as though, as North that's Korea, the only reason. Let
3: me, former Bulgaria, just, former Belarus, Charlie, East Germany, finish. Soviet Union. Those were great test cases Charlie, for socialism, I, yeah, right?
4: I'm glad that you know countries. I'm glad that you are demonstrating that despite our public education system, you are still knowledgeable on different countries. Stop naming countries and let me finish, okay? All right. <laughs> like... So ridiculous dude at this point you guys all have to be aware that this is a ridiculous notion right there are plenty of socialized countries around the planet it's not just venezuela and also let me tell you another thing okay when nordic countries want to implement social democracies or socially democratic principles it doesn't matter because the united states can't impose sanctions on them and the united states united states can't go and bomb them the united states can't implement coups in their countries and Look at that. It freaking works, dude. It works. Maybe we should stop meddling in foreign affairs all around the world and allow these countries to do whatever they want. Because you can I, I, virtue I, signal as I, much as I, I generally as you agree want. with a non-interventionalist. You can, yeah, you, can virtu- yeah. you can talk about virtue signaling. Here's what's virtue signaling. Acting like you care about Venezuela. Acting like you care about the interests no, of I, I do care Venezuela. about
3: Venezuela. Yeah,
4: if you did, you wouldn't be in support of an administration that is trying to put sanctions on Venezuela, a country that is already crippled like it's a corrupt government. I'm sure there's an authoritarian element to it. I'm not the biggest fan of Maduro either. But you can't sit here and be like, "Oh, Venezuela, Good. Venezuela," just to talk about socialism when your fellow men and women, your fellow brothers and sisters, are dying in this country, and you want to stop socialized medicine from happening here. All right. So, so Again,
3: again. So you're, you're you're drawing a connection with empathy and with my my policy prescription to help people. And I would say because that-
4: Because the go- free market principles have never worked in socialized medicine. Obviously that's the reason why we're here. Like that's the reason why, that's the so, reason why- So can why you explain to me, times- can you
3: explain to me though that, that why that why people did everything they could to flee East Germany to go to West Germany. People flee Havana <laughs> H- Cuba from Miami, Florida. Or they yeah. flee Venezuela for a free market system. Why are they, they coming flee- to America? They, yeah, are they, are they fled- everyone, yeah.
4: every immigrant's like, I'm coming to America for the free market system. Maybe the ones oh, that oh, you found. Like, well, they're you also about? fleeing. They're leaving they're, they're fleeing violence the dictatorships. Let- they're leaving violence that we uh, uh, largely were responsible okay, for. So, like the Honduran okay, caravan, so, for example. Let, let me ask you a question. We Who is somehow... implementing coups in these countries, Hold on a Charlie? Who is funding... Oh, Right-wing Hold paramilitary on. groups just because they're capitalist
3: and they Hold love the second. free market. So so tell me, since, since you're, that, that's your general thesis, that the reason communism and socialism hasn't worked because of U.S. intervention, what U.S. intervention in Zimbabwe or what U.S. intervention <sighs> So the distinction between it's not South, the Korea, South Korea. I'm not a North dummy. Korea. I don't
4: think there's a singular reason for an entire country to absolutely fail. Like it's no, no, let me ask you a question. No. Because South socialism. Korea You're the only one who's today that.
3: because of U.S. intervention. North Korea lives in darkness. It's not just because of U.S. intervention, of Charlie. I mean, there are, are a
4: multitude of reasons. Obviously, yes, the fact that
3: socialism is evil. It doesn't work. It has proper incentive, misproper incentives.
4: All of your, all of your reasons are just socialism is bad. Like you're literally like, no, it's socialism. No, it also that free market capitalism okay. is the most proven moral and
3: effective economic system ever discovered. that's It has lifted more people out of poverty. The Western <laughs> civilization is one of the greatest experiments in human history. <laughs> that <laughs> the life expectancy has gone nearly double in the last 100 years. You realize that you global poverty the same has- talking points, right? Well, like I
4: understand that, I understand that technological advancements are inevitable. I repetition is will- the soul of
3: memory and I hope you can remember some of this
4: stuff. Yes. Part. So you Stopping stop being a Marxist. Yes. I understand. I understand that across the board, due to exponential growth and also due to technological advancements, which were created as an outcome of both publicly and privately funded research all around the world, that we are currently in a better state. I fully understand that and I fully agree with that. Only one side is arguing that it is all just magical free market principles. And just like only one side here is arguing that, an entire nation is crippled because they decided to, to uh, adopt Marxist principles when plenty of other countries have so like are, are successful social democracies well, or at the very least have a robust economy and also more social spending where citizens well, are happy let, and they don't have to be living in fear that, that, that their bosses, if they fire them, they're on a whim, that they'll, they'll die. Well, like, l- let's bring it
3: back domestically then. Why is it the most murderous, hopeless, and poor cities in America all run by Democrats?
4: What? What does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're bad. What do you want me to say? Okay. Sure. Well, because your very your very ad- policies
3: are put on trial in Philadelphia and yeah. Chicago and yeah, you know in like Oakland, Rahm Emanuel the big socialist who, who said Milwaukee.
4: Chicago needed socialized medicine and that's why there's gun well, violence Chicago's already, argument is Chicago's this.
3: already entertaining universal basic income of which yeah. you support oh, they're, it, they're entertaining so, so you're saying they
4: premeditatively right? are, are having a lot of violence because they're going to implement universal basic but well, they income. also have the strictest please gun make laws a good in argument. the country please, but one you know, time. you're a big
3: fan of those too please, please
4: make a good argument one time You
3: can you answer the question though why is it that the most murderous some of those democrats are bad what do you want me to say maybe the idea are maybe, bad, Hassan, what? and maybe the ideas don't work. But
2: what
4: are the ideas? Like,
2: do you The really... ideas are but, high taxes, big government, socialist li- principles, limiting, That's limiting not government they... freedom,
4: not investing, not not allowing on. Name one socialist principle that Rahm Emanuel has tried to
3: implement. The in, Chicago, which is in The strictest gun laws in the country. Which is let's why... start with that. The fact that he doesn't allow school choice. The fact that he cracks down on the voucher system in Chicago. The fact that Chicago has the highest property taxes in the country. The fact that Chicago just instituted income tax. These are all "quote unquote" progressive ideas. Chicago is more bankrupt. Are you against hopeless. all
4: taxation? Can I just can we just get this out of the? No, way? I think we should have lower taxes. And thanks like to Donald what, Trump, like we have what? the lowest like tax rate in sixty years. years. Give me a number, because like I always, I always, I, I never understand this. It's always, it's always like I love deregulation. I love yes. lowering taxes. Just making these declarative statements might sound great because the tangible impact of it is not necessarily immediate, especially when it comes to tax cuts. But we see the consequences 20 years, 30 years, 40 years down the line, like the erosion of the middle class in America. These are a consequence of Ronald Reagan era tax policies. This is crazy. All of our our schools are failing, Charlie. We have because of Democrat alliance. Oh, come. Yeah, Democrats like the 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 ones in Oklahoma, right? That's where where many districts have So you support school choices, Hassan? By
3: the way, Sweden has school choice. Yes, that's absolutely. A, so Sweden yeah, has school that's choice. That's what I
4: want. I don't want to desegregate the schools. I actually don't support school Like, we're so ridiculous, dude. School choice is a, is a solution
3: it. that can allow poor families to go to a better school. There's Democrat politicians and teacher unions that it's are preventing like poor families from wall. sending their kids to better schools.
4: I, I'm, I'm trying to come to a conclusion with you about obvious problems that we have but you are literally just, you're just regurgitating Republican talking points back at me without necessarily listening to anything that I'm anything saying. Can you anything have said, I say, this is what's going on with our schools. Disprove one funding, thing I've and, said. And you go, do you hate choice? What does that have to do with what I I'm saying? I asked the question. This-
0: All right. Let's uh, get... There we go. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so here, let's uh, let's 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 do a little uh, a little lightning round. Um, Jake, you're a socialist. Uh, how do you explain why uh, uh, you know why all these cities with Democrat mayors you know, have some of the highest crime rates in the country?
1: Uh, it's because they, uh, you know, enacted their uh, socialist uh, policies, right? Um, yeah,
0: yeah, I, I'm really of two minds about this because, like, my reaction as I listen to this is pretty much what Hassan is doing. On the one hand, uh, that, like that, that, like that's that's like, are, are you kidding? Like, you you think Rob Emanuel's a socialist? Like, that's, come on, uh, you know that like what Rob Emanuel did actually in Chicago is like probably like the best like single test case refutation of the liberal defense of the obama administration that's like oh it was all the republicans it's like yeah it's chicago where the republican party essentially doesn't exist and the guy who uh who was like uh obama's uh you know uh de facto co president for the first couple years was mayor and uh and he had no particular check at all he spent his time like privatizing things busting unions but um But also, like, let's let's go. Like, what does bother me about this, though, on Hassan's end, is that he's just kind of expressing incomprehension that anybody can think what Charlie thinks, which you know I think is probably like amusing to like people in the audience who agree with Hassan, but like it's it doesn't really show anybody who's not already convinced what's wrong with what Charlie is saying.
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't think you're. And maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just wondering about, if this is the a debate for the average person, right, Who, who yeah. is trying to pick between Republicans and Democrats, does the average person understand, I mean, maybe they do now because of Bernie Sanders, right, but that the Hassan is in a camp that would critique both Democrats and Republicans. And, you know, just because a Democrat did something that doesn't mean that they um, instituted socialist policies. In fact, they instituted almost, you know, the very opposite, except when it comes to social issues right maybe gun maybe guns and gay marriage and stuff like that right i just don't know if the average person would or, or if everyone would, would already be on that you know would already know that No,
0: i don't, I don't, I don't think there would be i mean i think that yeah i mean some people and i mean i guess the immediate audience of the like physical halls politicons they're like upset you know they're like probably like pay a lot more attention to this stuff than most people and so like they probably do at least track that uh, then, okay, there's that Bernie Hillary distinction, but, uh, but even there, right? I mean, I think, I think a lot of people, uh, I don't know. I think a lot of people are not making that distinction very well. And I think by just sort of like expressing incredulity and making fun of the idea that anybody could think this, I think Assad is maybe um, missing the opportunity a little bit to, uh, to, to help to educate people about that distinction right? Like uh, like he, he could, if he was going to engage, instead of just saying, you think Rahm Emanuel is a social union? What are you, crazy, right? Like, you know, you could say, well, um, you know, the left in in Chicago hates Rahm Emanuel uh, as mutual, you know, and, and talk about his confrontations with the Chicago Teachers Union, uh, or, or talk uh, talk about, uh, you know, they. You know, I mean, like the fact that, uh, you know, Rob Emanuel famously got in trouble, you know, when he was still the Obama's uh, chief of staff for describing a suggestion that they could, like, you know, go after, you know, blue dog Democrats who weren't willing to vote for, you know, certain things, uh, you know, by describing that suggestion as uh, fucking retarded, you know, which suggests that, you know, he, he doesn't see himself as particularly aligned, you know, with 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 the progressive wing, of of his party never mind you know anything to uh to the left of of that uh and also like you know you should answer the question right like like okay why is it that all of these cities are you know run by democrats and have high crime and like the answer is uh well you know because uh places where lots of people are concentrated and there's lots of poverty uh have uh have high crime and also, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, demographically, you know, I mean, those are going to be places uh, that are more favorable to uh, to Democrats, but, like, turn it around. What is it specifically that you think that any of these mayors did that is causing the high crime rate, right? Like, like yeah, really spell it out. Like, is it, um, you know, do you think there's high crime rates in Chicago because, you know, because Rob Emanuel doesn't love charter schools? Right, right. What's the cause and effect connection between these things supposed to be? I mean, the gun law thing, at least I understand. I mean, it's dumb. Uh, you could certainly, um, I, you know, because Chicago is not an island. And in fact, literally the city of Chicago borders on Indiana, which has uh, which has pretty lax gun laws. And, like, there's no border check, you know, uh, to to see if you have guns in your car, you know, when you go from Indiana. So, like, if you could, like, spend 20 minutes and, you know, go back. Uh, but um, but it's dumb. But at least I understand, like, what the connection is supposed to be between the gun laws and crimes. Like, oh, see, there aren't enough good guys with guns. And, like, that's why there are lots of murders in Chicago, because, like, all of the um, all of the less impoverished places with lower crime rates it's just because it's like a Clint Eastwood movie all the time, every day, right? You know. If you
1: gave me a gun and you know sent me um, and desperado, you know the two of us could really keep down crime because we're the good guys, you know. But uh, yeah.
0: yeah, that's that's that seems right. That like you know that, that that's the that uh, that yeah we we would we would really clean it all up, but. Um, <laughs> But no, I mean it's it's ridiculous. Like uh, yeah, like like is that what you think? Like that in in like uh, middle class suburbs of Chicago where there's hardly any crime, uh, that that's just because you know there are like uh, you know it's it's like all the time you know like somebody is like starting to try to hold up a store, and like somebody else comes out, you know, you feeling lucky, punk, you know, <laughs> like, right. like clearly not right. I mean, it has nothing to do. Or very little to do, at least, with what the uh, you know what the gun laws are, and you can all you know, like right. it's it's about the it's about the the poverty, and like what is it that he thinks causes the you know causes the poverty, and um, it's you know like I'd honestly municipal. I'm not saying that it doesn't matter or that there aren't good things you could do if the left takes over municipal governments. It does, and there are, but like, you know, that has way less effect uh, on like those larger economic conditions mm-hmm. than, you know, state and federal, uh, you know, policies, policies do. I mean, like oftentimes, I mean, like the, I mean, if anything, I mean, this is my problem with some of the rhetoric around defunding police uh, that you um, Oftentimes people with the best of intentions talk about it as if city budgets had this like vast amount of money that you could like transfer over to start hiring a bunch of, you know, counselors and social workers, you know, to, you know, answer calls instead of cops. And then like, you could also like, while you're at it, you put a bunch of money in the school system. It's like, no, they'd, like, this is just like pushing around the crumbs that like neoliberalism like had left uh, city governments to. To play with. I mean, like, I'm not saying don't do it, but like, it's not gonna, it's definitely not gonna take you very far.
1: Right, right. Um, I think um, what I'd be curious to hear about from you, you know, given yeah. that you're, de- you know, going to be debating Charlie, and I'm just kind of like, slightly big picture on these debates, right, is like, it seems like Charlie wins in a way when he's able to, let's say, um allied the differences between democrats and leftists right when he's simplifying the issues and giving simple answers and often in a forum like this the most simplistic answer like it's like a punchline debate right so i, I understand why hassan isn't able to stay calm watching this debate is definitely uh you know making my heart right, right, for right. sure. so i don't i don't blame him but it seems like there's a challenge there when, when your opponent's offering these, you know, simplistic, uh, you know, jargony, jargony answers, right? Like like, complex issues, right?
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a, it's not an ideal circumstance. There might not be great solutions, but there are certainly better and worse ones. And this is part of what I was saying earlier about trying to like lay down like a consistent narrative that you go back to over the course of the debate, because that way, like your immediate talking point of the moment is less likely to, um, you know, to, to get lost. Right. So I think that particularly on the question of, uh, you know, depending on the exact flavor of far leftist, you know, somebody is like what they would either call, you know, Stalinism or, you know, actually existing socialism or whatever, right? Like on that question, I think Kassan is probably at his weakest precisely because all he really wants to do here, like all he's really doing is sort of gestured at complexity, which like fair enough, it's not wrong. Uh, These are complex historical situations, but it's not gonna play well in in an environment like this because it just sounds evasive. Like if all you're saying is it's incredibly complicated, uh, then that sounds like you don't have anything good to, to say about this, fairly or not. And so I think like really the challenge, and again, it's easy to say the stuff after the fact, much harder to think of it at the moment, but like, you know, that's part of why we do it, right? Like it's it's good to, in moments of reflection, be able to say, oh yeah, I guess this would have been the better thing to do. Right. Uh, you know, I think that one thing you can do is try to find something that A, is true, right? You know, you're not like you're not simplified to the point where you're saying something's wrong, but B is like relatively easy to understand in the moment. Like, especially for something like this, where it's not like some like Oxford style debate where you have 10 minutes to make an opening statement and you can structure it all whatever. Uh, Uh, This is more of a Jerry Springer style debate. uh, So um, really dated reference, half the people watching this don't know who that was, but. uh, but yeah, I think that, I think that like one thing that you could say that would be true and, and would like make sense at the moment is to say, look, uh, a lot of people in some of these, you know, yeah, sure. Some, not all of these countries that you're talking about are exactly the same. Some of them are pretty random, but like, I think we could generally say that a lot of the things that people are fleeing are political repression, dictatorship, but I don't advocate that. So I don't know why we're talking about that. Um, uh, and let's go back to the spectrum that I said that you know Norway and Sweden and Finland are further along, a lot further along the United States. None of those nobody's fleeing from Norway, Charlie. Like it's uh, there there are no there are no like boats washing up on the shore of, of England of like Norwegian refugees. So let's talk about Norway. Would you be okay? I mean, go back to what you were talking about earlier with the meme. Would you be okay with us doing that? Yes or no. And if yes, we could go further and talk about more radical stuff. But if no, let's just talk about that. Right. Why wouldn't you be OK with that?
1: Right. I mean, I think, um, you know, over the years I've become to appreciate more the effectiveness of like Bernie Sanders, for example, his his way of keeping on, on task, you know, on these. kind. And I think in the beginning when I first encountered him, I was like, well, he says a lot of the same stuff over and over again. But oh, yeah. you know, over time, I've started to appreciate how, you know, to build this kind of narrative when, you know, not everyone is on the same page, not saying he's perfect and that he doesn't, you know. No,
0: but, but he was very good at that. I mean, like, I think that's part of what ma- makes him such an effective political communicator that um, I remember, I think this was like an old Michael Brooks slide. Like you couldn't have, uh, you know, like Noam Chomsky could never do, right? You know, what, what Bernie Sanders does uh, because, you know, he's just going to keep it incredibly simple. And, like, yeah, there is, a, there is an extent to which if you've, like, been to one Bernie rally, you've been to every Bernie rally. Like, not entirely. You know, like, the set list changes a little bit. But basically, like, if you're going to see Leonard Skinner, you're going to hear Freebird. Right? Like <laughs> you know, like, if you go to a Bernie Sanders rally, you're going to hear about the millionaires and the billionaires uh, and how America is the only major country on Earth, you know, that doesn't provide health care on a right. And the fact that I can say all that shit from memory is a good thing. And that's part of why he was so effective it getting that message out because it's like simple, it's it's obvious why it's right, and he's going to like hammer at it constantly, and that's you know so people will actually remember that, and that's that's okay, that's good.
1: Yeah, on, on that note, um, something to watch out for is Charlie actually had a pretty good response when his son. Uh, got him for saying the same things over and over. He said, uh, "I have to say it over and over to get it through your head, so you'll stop being a socialist." So that that's yeah, yeah. is a is a good response, I guess. You know, if you have all these canned responses, then you need a canned or canned lines. You need a canned response when when someone calls you out on it. But I think that's that's you know something to to look out for.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Let's go back to. It.
3: Oh, no, 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 I no, said, no, 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 no. you, you are say you, you for school I choice? I said, do you hate choice? Do school you hate choice. choice. Do okay. You, do you hate school you, choice? You sure. support school choice. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous question because you. No, know, it's I actually Florida implemented school choice and went from twenty fifth ranked no, in education to second ranked in education in the country. School choice works and it helps the least. You're doing it again. you're literally like a politician, non-stop with talking points. You mean saying facts? But I gave facts. Facts bother you, Hassan? Does evidence bother like you the fa- wait, 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 wait. numbers wait, wait, wait. bother you
4: no 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 hold on charlie charlie let's get back to reality for just a brief moment okay let's i am leave, using let's numbers. leave the conservative sphere for a second and get back to reality you make false assertions non-stop Same like more. for example the fact that democratic policies are the reason why oklahoma's school system has failed when there's literally school in certain districts there's f- schools for four days like, what are you talking about? It's a, pol- it's a consequence of underfunding uh, these school systems. And that is, is inherently anti-socialist. If liberals are doing it, then they're also anti-socialist. And therefore, they are wrong as well. And that's something that I want to talk about here. Look, this is why I came in and said, right now, the biggest problem in our country, from my perspective, is the fact that we don't look at socialism as if it's something that could potentially help us. But because of years and years of propaganda... And also, very, very talented mouthpieces like Charlie here, and I will admit, oh, he's very you. good uh, at, at disseminating conservative agitprop. Okay, because of that, and because of the, because of the lack of uh, supposedly inside of our liberal institutions, the lack of education surrounding Marxist theory, only, uh, only at the highest levels, that people genuinely assume that socialism is a bad thing and not necessarily something that can help us, something that can save us. These are popular policies, you guys. You guys are advocating against your own, well, uh, your own best interests. You're advocating against your own well-being. When you talk about free market principles, you're essentially saying, look, it's fine if private companies can do whatever they want, because private corporations are essentially privatizing tyranny, okay? They are unelectable. They are unaccountable. And this mythological free market can understanding hasn't sign, saved please. you at all.
3: Use some evidence so then we can have a discussion about
4: I mean, look around, dude. I already gave I you... I look co- around and I see a lot of okay. Trump supporters. Great. Go Trump. Okay. No, that's great. I mean, what, your example of evidence is the fact that there are son, Trump supporters not in the evidence. room at Politicon. Like, I use that. Very evidence. good.
3: Okay, so for example, evidence. Chicago has not had a Republican mayor since 1931. Evidence. Atlanta has not Stop had a Republican mayor Stop looking at this from partisan perspectives. Years. I don't care about the Democratic oh, okay, Party. Here's the point, is that your
2: ideas have been put your in Your to see son, that I'm not, finish. I also son, don't I, like I, liberals. I allowed you it's to get through your diatribe. Allow me to so finish. Actually, that's the perfect transition to the next topic here. Hey, we have a moderator. So couple couple things here uh, first of all i love these guys i knew you were here first <laughs> of <laughs> all this, this is, is one, one of the, the most, most entertaining most conversations, conversations i've seen in a long time, time. Next Next year year, yeah year. got to uh <laughs> second of all uh you guys, you guys are, are very talented right now, because
0: yeah gotta uh gotta give charlie props for uh for uh his uh, his reaction to the moderator finally talking
1: yeah, if if there's something obvious, you know, like if a, if you're a stand-up comedian on stage and there's something obvious and you don't mention it, uh, you're not going to win over the crowd, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, no, for for sure. Um, and uh, and he is he is doing that that well here. I mean, like you you can see. Um, I mean, he. I mean, I've got to say, like, okay, I I still don't know why he thinks Zimbabwe is wherever was uh, so influenced. I'd be fascinated to hear that. Uh, A a lot of what he's saying, you know, makes very little sense if if you think about it for very long. Uh, But just in terms of controlling the flow of the conversation and sort of knowing like this is the time to like hone in on the argument and uh, this is the time to like kind of pull back and be like, come on, what are you doing? Right? Like I, you know, you, I, Charlie is coming across here. Like he knows what he's doing. I'll just say that. Uh, and, and I also think that, that one, um, that one prop, one thing, and this, and this is like, whatever, I mean, it's, it's like, I, I'm sure you could go back and find places where I've had this problem, but, uh, but one thing that I think is very obvious, that's a problem that Hassan has in this debate is, um, you know, this might be a little bit of exaggeration, but I read this interview with uh, Christopher Hitchens uh, where he said that you can only have one goal per debate. Mm. Like there's there's only one thing that you're trying to, you know, try to do, you know, that's probably an overstatement, but I think it's, it's maybe a useful one, right? Like, and, and I think that in this case in particular, I think Hassan is sort of shifting back and forth a little bit from, um, You know, because, you know, like me, like you, you know, he supports the social democratic minimum, the Bernie Sanders platform. And, you know, like me, like you, you know, he has more radical long-term horizons. Fair enough. But I don't think he can quite decide which one he wants to talk about in this debate or if he's going to talk about both, how he's going to relate them to each other. Uh, And so he's... Uh, like he's sort of going back and forth between the hey, you know, what about, you know, what what about Sweden, right? Why can't we do about do, do Sweden, uh, and kind of it fell a little bit out of nowhere where he says um, he starts talking about like you know corporations being you know internally repressive and tyrannical, uh, just true enough, but like also like you can't just say that. Right, like I I remember uh, there's this ancient documentary about Noam Chomsky called Manufacturing Consent, Uh, being very old, I remember like watching that thing on like two VHSs, you had to pop the second one in in the middle, you know, the first one ran out. And I remember that Chomsky has a good line in there about how he's surprised that people like him aren't invited on TV more often, because when you have 30 seconds to say something, you say something that's really radical, uh, you sound like a lunatic. Which is which is kind of true, right? I mean, like if you're going to say something that really challenges people's expectations and sounds counterintuitive to a lot of your listeners, you got to make sure that you're going to be able to explain what you mean.
1: Mm. Yeah, and that's actually kind of prophetic, right? Because we're seeing maybe a little bit more of platforming uh, <laughs> of the left, maybe in the in the you know as a punching bag or as a ridiculous, right? Um, you know, you can you know figures amongst the left are, are getting some some airtime um for sure um but i mean i think um it's interesting like you said if you think of what is their one goal in the debate like what is each of their what would you say like hassan said his one goal i guess is like we have all these problems and people aren't considering socialism because of 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 propaganda right so he wants you to at least consider it i think that's what he said his thesis statement is i'm less sure on what charlie his his main point is even though he's kind of yeah. coming across like he like he's doing pretty well like you said
0: yeah i mean it, it, i mean if that's the thesis i mean we're like two thirds three quarters the way in um you know maybe maybe not quite that but like you know certainly a good like 60 or something uh that 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 seems pretty late to be hearing it for the first time um you know like um uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I always, I always just tell students, you know, like, to it'd it be, I'd really, it doesn't have to be the first sentence, but I'd really like to know by the end of the first paragraph you know, what, what you're going to be arguing for. Um, and Charlie, yeah, you're right. I don't think he has, I don't think he really has one. I mean, like, I think his, I mean, yeah, because like, what would Charlie's thesis statement here be? Like, I don't know, liberals and socialists are both bad and both the same thing.
1: Right. Um, I mean, is maybe, um, I mean, he brings a lot more facts out than like Trump, for example, but as part of the point, just aggression, like part of the point is just a performance of like, of like masculine, uh, aggression, right? Like that's a big part of what he's performing. I think like in terms of who comes out, who comes out the victor to his audience. Um,
0: yeah, no, no, I, that's, I think that's the thing. I mean, I think the, I think like as a performance, charlie is doing really well here as a like he he definitely seems like he's in you know in control of the, the conversation and that he's he's not flustered that that he uh, that he seems to have all these facts in his fingertip and you know uh etc right but like as an actual attempt to convince anybody of anything. I mean, I don't know, like, like what's the, like, if you were, if you started out, you were really open to hearing what Charlie had to say, um, what's the big thing that you should get out of this? I don't know, actually.
1: Yeah, it's um, hard. It doesn't really seem like it would win too many people over. Um, I think uh, as someone who's trying to give him more benefit of the doubt than I ever have before, because he's very difficult to listen to, and it's very painful (laughs) to to listen to him for for long, I guess it's just more that he has these like weird idiosyncrasies that is like, you know, when the kind of populist right as, uh, you know, like these Tucker Carlson types, right, of, of trying to go for these, this kind of very limited, strange populism. Um, it's interesting when he carts that out. And I guess that takes the place of like, hey, you know, we're not these ideologues, we we have these, you know, these little in- intricacies, but like you said, he never really takes it to his logical extreme. I mean, to, to what, what, you know, what he's really saying, right? But um,
0: yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess, I guess maybe to be more charitable, his yeah, what's the actual, let me see, because, yeah, I mean, the, the title of the video is just Debate Hassan Piker versus Charlie Kirk when 2018, so I'm not sure what the announced topic is, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know, maybe, um, like, maybe, the, maybe Charlie's thesis statement is socialism is terrible, uh, and...
1: Free if, markets are good, socialism is bad. Yeah. The more, for the more free market, the better. Yeah, really good.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, And, you know, I I think that there's a, there's an interest, like, there's some obvious tension between the fact that sometimes Charlie talks like a libertarian, but, uh, but he's supposed to be, you know, but he's also this like huge Trump guy. So, of course, there has to be some pretension to some kind of populism. uh, And that's, you know, very... You know, like, like I, I, I would like to see that, like, uh, take it on head on, a little bit more, a little bit more, right? I mean, is this just economics, or is there something special, you know? About- uh, you know, there's something special about this.
1: Reaganomics with Kirkian characteristics, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: But yeah, I mean if Hassan was able to stay a little more calm, maybe things could have I don't I don't blame him, but it seems like
0: maybe No, no, no. I don't I don't blame him at all. But um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I mean I also like again I think that if you're repeatedly asked a question and you just don't answer at all. Like, and I'm not even saying you have to like. It's it's fine to answer the question by saying, like, the premise of the question is wrong. That's fine. But like, if it doesn't seem like you're answering, like, that never plays well. And like, oh, so are, you get school choice, or you get school choice. We kind of answered, but you know, had to be paying attention. I think just yes, what you call school choice uh, is uh, is funneling taxpayer money to private schools and I'm against that, right? Like, I think that would be, I think that would be like a fairly simple answer that would at least like redirect the question from, there's something with the word choice in it. Are you for it or against it? Yes or no, why aren't you answering?
1: Yeah, I looked up the, there was a ranking that had Florida as number three on school quality. Um, When I looked up public school quality, uh, it was much lower. Um, but, uh, I'm, 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 I mean, I do, do you, do you think he has anything? I mean, in, in his narrative, he was like, they instituted more school choice and then the schools got really, really amazing. Um, if you look at, um, red States versus blue States generally, um, that doesn't really seem like the pattern is geared toward, you know, the more Republican, the state, the better school. So he's very much cherry picking, but I guess he's cherry picking this one Florida example. So I'm a little curious what, what you make of that.
0: Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, uh, despite the fact that I lived in Florida for six and a half years, uh, I uh, I don't know that much about uh, about their their K twelve uh, school system. Uh, but I, I think that the the more like promising way to to go about that would just be like, okay, so that's Florida, great. Um, what about the general red state, blue state distinction? Or, you know, if you want to say, well, there's some red state where they're not doing these things that I want in school choice, whatever. Okay. Awesome. Let's apply that same thinking to, you know, these, these cities run by Democrats uh, that we need to look at the policy specifics and not just say it's Democrats. Mm, right. Or, or if it's, uh, you know, like, okay, great. So Florida, uh, is one of the better states uh, in the catastrophe that's the American educational system overall. Uh, but like that's that's like you know it's, it's like the uh, William F. Buckley's line about Michael Harrington that's the uh, most prominent socialist in the United States, which is like being the tallest building in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, like yeah, great right. You know you 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 won this prestigious competition that you were one of the better states within this, this country whose, whose, whose educational system is a disaster, uh, why don't we look at uh, at other countries uh, and, and see, you know, which ones of those seem to have, uh, you know, better school systems. And again, like Finland, which is very widely regarded as having, you know, one of the very best school systems in the world, like even a lot of like corporate, like ed reform types will point to it, you know, for stuff they like, but uh, they have incredibly strong teachers unions and no private schools, so. You
1: know. Right, like, right.
0: Um, I, th- I think that would be the, the thing to, you know, the thing to do, you know, is to say, yeah, you can cherry pick this one example, uh, in in this like really narrow, misleading way. But like, let's talk about the global track record of different kinds of it, you know, not like what does some state do within the basic framework of this weird system where uh, where schools are paid for uh you know by you know by like people you know the village in that particular school district so you have these like insane disparities you know between different schools you know etc right like within that like which are the states that are like doing better or worse than other places that have to say but like no let's let's talk about let's talk about different school systems Mm. and then i think it's going to be much less favorable to what he's saying but let's uh We are we're getting close to Ted, so let's 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 watch a big chunk. Touched
2: Touched on on nearly nearly all all the the topics I wanted wanted to touch on. Third, you've touched on actually what you ended on here is an interesting theme that actually cuts across the political divide, and that is that young people across the board are extremely skeptical of institutions. They are skeptical of both the Democratic and Republican parties a plurality of millennials today identify as independent. So I want to get your take on this because I think it has a huge impact on the policy choices we decide. And I heard in, from both of you, you know, when you mention democratic policies, Hassan would say that I'm not a Democrat and I do even criticize a lot of liberal policies and, and vice versa. So let me, uh, let me actually start with Hassan on this. For
4: the record, just yes. before we even get started, I didn't say I'm not a Democrat. I said I criticize Democrats because yeah. I'm not a partisan hack. OK, if someone's policy po- if someone's policy choices, for example, like school voucher systems and whatnot, are inherently bad from a morality perspective, then I don't appreciate that. I'm going to criticize it. That's all I was saying. Right, but you're, you I said don't have that. to defend I don't right. have to defend the Democratic Party, and I certainly will not defend the Republican Party. That's all I wanted to point out. I, I will still probably vote Democrat in the end of the day because I believe in easing the burden placed upon the proletariat. And that is why I will vote Democrat. And I'll tell people right. to do that as well.
2: So so, so let let me, me, let me, let me ask should- did he are say it? the proletariat I just are you sure
4: are you triggered word. by a a word like what do you mean
2: so okay not proletariat
4: a, a, an inherently bad word guys it means the working class oh yeah I, I got that just
3: ask how that worked out in stalinist russia you know fighting for <laughs> okay. the working class only right.
4: place where there's ever been the proletariat no one is yeah you know like now's china
3: or you know vietnam or cuba yeah. or zimbabwe okay. or all the hundred other times we tried communism in the last hundred years that's not what I'm advocating for. <laughs> I don't,
4: Do you understand the difference between Stalinism and Leninism and, Mar- like, and Marxist theory in general? There are different variations. What you're doing right now is taking advantage of a lack of education surrounding leftist ideology, and it's really disgusting. Instead, sit down and understand what the hell I'm talking about. I don't care about state assertion of power, okay? I don't care about authoritarianism. Obviously, I'm not an authoritarian. I don't like our current almost proto-fascist government right now.
2: All right. Wow. Okay. So,
3: um, can I, can I okay, say, go ahead. So go ahead. He, here's something, Hassan, just so the audience can distill this. Here's, I don't trust the government. Therefore, why make the government bigger? Hassan says he make doesn't the trust the government and he wants to make government bigger. He no. says, Oh, the government is, this is Hassan. The government is largely bought. Are by you lobby-
4: literally doing a, this is Hassan right well, now? Can, you can sound, I, do you think you sound intelligent? Uh, can, can I, can I summarize
3: what you're saying? Okay, go we ahead. agreed that lobbyists have too much access to this government. You want to make that government bigger, stronger, more powerful. I want to make that government smaller and more accountable to the yeah. citizens. That's a huge difference between conservatives and progressives.
4: I love that, like, look, are we going to have an actual intelligent conversation you surrounding dis- this? Can because dis- more government doesn't necessarily always mean more bad government. It's not like I'm advocating for corruption here. Actually, as a matter of fact, if you want to talk about corruption, let's talk about lobbying. Let's talk about lobbying. Let's talk about how money is speech, like how we fund politicians. Let's talk about the fact that politicians spend 70% of their time raising funds for their next campaign i don't like that system i advocate Sean, against I it. You. you do you so you don't, don't want I, I, you I, I, want to reform campaign finance laws and give me specific examples yeah, of how I'm you want to do that because to. i don't think foster freeze one to. of your donors is going to be very happy yeah, and, and when he and finds I'm, out and and you're and talking sure, out of turn and i'm sure
3: that the democrat teacher unions are going to be pretty upset when you start talking about putting caps on citizens united Myth number one that somehow only Republicans and conservatives benefited from Citizens United. I don't care the what you're I'm the talking to you right now. There are plenty Citizens of libertarians United. who feel. Hillary Clinton feel outspent the same way. Trump two to one. So don't get yeah. the idea that somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, only Republicans I know. to Re- yeah. finish. Hassan. You know me. Hassan, notoriously, not anti Hillary. You're right. You're other, really. you know? I want to like, hear your solutions, Yeah, yeah. Let me go back to something you said earlier. I'll
4: okay, go. okay. But, like, dude, you, right. you can't, like, you can't paint, okay. you can't paint, like, Democrats do this, Republicans do this. Ask me what my position is, and I will gladly tell you. This. I will like, tell like, you I'm my position you on
3: campaign finance reform. Uh, no more dark money. Specifically. 24-hour reporting okay. period. Unlimited, unlimited contributions.
4: Unlimited contributions? Yes. Are you out of your mind?
3: Okay, so let me ask Are you a question. Are you out of your mind? Let me ask you a question. The Young Turks Network. Yeah. Would you say that it's more liberal or would it's more conservative? It's absolutely more liberal. Okay, dude. so when you talk, you're influencing an election. You think
4: it's should the same? that be regulated? You think us because that could be considered political speech. No, 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 no. You think you, you think, see where that can get really you dangerous? Think that hold on, let me let me just understand your 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 line of reasoning here. Do you really think that Pfizer spending like five hundred thousand dollars on a on a campaign so that we can make so that we don't have to regulate uh, drug prices? That's the same as me a person who very outspokenly criticizes both parties, uh, talking about it from a leftist perspective with almost zero actual uh, representatives to support, that's the same to you? What an no, insane analogy. Okay, so every speech analogy. has currency, okay? What an insane so analogy. You to be speech, a little bit more All speech has some of form of
3: currency. You have to have a little... bit Whether a celebrity endorses a-, a politician or whether a a, a a political action group endorses a candidate. So if, if your position... Yeah, let a difference. Let me finish. Allow me to finish. That money is speech, therefore money represents value. All speech must therefore be, be regulated. That when Lady you're not, Gaga you're, you're endorses trying to Hillary apply Clinton, flat you must endorse that. something that is Son, insane. for the love of God, let me finish a sentence, okay? it's insane. I mean... So, uh-huh. so 24-hour reporting periods and no more dark money, I think, allow transparency. If, if yeah, you give us two
4: bones, and then you take away everything. If, with a, if a corporation
3: unlimited- wants to
4: participate in an
3: election, 24-hour reporting periods. Here's where you and I will agree. Why do lobbyists have so much power? Because government is so powerful. The the, the the idea that somehow we can grow government and make government better as we grow it, there is zero evidence ever to suggest that decentralized
4: government back to the states and back to the mean? people we have too oh, many federal bureaucracies right now no, no, hold on hold on look i'm i'm asking you because i genuinely want to understand your perspective okay so you threw out a statement where you said there's zero evidence that that more government is better what does that what does that mean can you
3: show me one time in the last 50 years when an american government program or agency grew american and it got, government program agency yes because we're talking yes, about we're living a
4: capitalist structure can you where give me one like piece of evidence where an american
3: that, government program grew and it got more efficient and it did a better job at delivering uh, value to the citizens. One, uh, Medicare is a pretty good. Eighty billion dollars a year in documented Medicare waste.
4: Wait, so you think eleven million people are now being covered? You think the fact that twenty 26- six? By the way, here's what? the thing: You wait, 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 pay on, into on. Medicare and you get on. it later. Okay, so that welfare,
3: housing, development,
4: to- education, got social security, dude. Like we're having this conversation, though so we don't live in the same reality. Who's always aching to cut Social Security? Who's always aching to give tax cuts to the wealthy and corporations? Who's always even aching after to grow have, government? Even who's who's always aching to spend more money that you don't have? have. Look, who's always aching
3: to reverse the Trump look, tax cut?
4: Look, listen. Right, so, like,
3: look. Here, here, no, 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 no. Hold on. Big, let me finish my point. Here's the big philosophical difference is that we both don't trust government. Only one of us want to make that government smaller and more accountable to the No, citizens. dude, that's, that's me. He true. wants to give more money and more power to the very government that I'm we both don't trust. I'm the one who wants trust. to make the
4: government accountable. You're the one who is who benefits from the government being corrupt because then you can turn around and say, "No, we don't need this government need to be smaller, so yes. that wealthy factor can virtually enact feudalist policies." Upon the same people who are cheering right now for free market enterprise, as though that is going to save them, it is insane to me that people still think that this current broken system that we live under—okay, where where wages have remained stagnant for the past 50, 60 years, while productivity has increased—which is, by the way, that's wage exploitation. Just for those of you who don't understand that concept, but but uh, like we, we that, that everything is totally fine and then you turn around and you say the stock market's great okay the stock All right, market is great but Let's the stock market who owns Can the stock market me, I'll, no. I'll do more oh numbers. no because okay. i make a good point you have to interrupt look listen you, you the interrupt stock market two the, two, market, five times the already, stock so. market they look republicans love talking about the stock market you mentioned it in your introduction the stock market is doing well consumer confidence is up okay dude well the, the 84% of the stock market is owned by the top 10% of wealth. Like when the stock market is doing well, it's not doing well for you. It's just doing well for those guys. But you can be certain that when the stock market is not doing well, it won't be good for you. Absolutely not. No sir, because everything is taken away from the workers. We talk about, we talk about uh, like people always come up to me and tell me, people always come up to me and tell me, hey Hassan, why do you want to take away my earnings? And I told them, I'm not trying to take away your earnings. I'm trying to make sure your bosses give back what is rightfully yours. These are your earnings. You work for them, okay? And it is very obvious that corporations are not magnanimously going to, anytime soon, give you back those wages, so we have to implement regulation. We have to implement certain policies. This could be UBI. I don't really like it that much, but this could potentially be taxes uh, on the wealthy and corporations. Like, there are many different ways to do it. Or this could be regulating the wages in some way. Or allowing unions to exist in countries. I can't believe you're booing this, man. Can I, can I, your your sorry, father can I... has, has has been... Look, your parents sorry, I... have benefited from this. Your
3: parents have right. okay. benefited right. from this. Charlie's going to come down. Okay. now. So, so, first of all, if, if you want some more numbers... Um, Hispanic median income is at fifty thousand dollars right now a year, which is the highest it's ever been in American history under President Donald Trump. Wages have gone up three point eight percent in the last eighteen months. Hispanic unemployment is the lowest it's ever been. Black unemployment in the last it's what month? Hassan, months? for the love of God, allow me to finish.
2: Okay, you, you, no, three actually, months. I let that's him a ridiculous
4: finish. point. That's a ridiculous reference point, Charlie. Okay, that's what? The, point. the lowest ever I gave black you unemployment. 60 rate. Years. Lowest I think you a sixty ever year black window and you said rate. the last lowest three months have been 3% three percent butter.
3: Three point eight percent wage growth. $50,000 annual median income for Hispanic family, which is the highest it's ever been in American history. 3.9 million people have gone off food stamps under this administration 18 months, which is something that everybody should applaud. I love the workforce. Work cutting... We have more job openings than we have people to fill those jobs right yes. now. 3.7% yes, employment rate. Is why we should open our borders. Thank you.
4: With... <laughs> Large...
3: Average tax cut for why, which is why we $2,800 a year.
4: Obviously, there's more jobs available than people taking them. But, so here, we are bring here, in more here's the,
3: right? Here's the big philosophical difference and problem is that Hassan says, well, I don't want to take your worker earnings away. I want to go after your employer, essentially, to make sure. I don't have the right to tell anybody what to do with any of their money. That's
4: the big difference. Hassan is that you're trying to—it's their money, Charlie. Money. It's the workers' money. They are just taking no, away it's not. and accumulating the profits for themselves. I'm the, not. The, the, by the way, I'm is, not even saying abolish all profits. This is a distinctly
3: Marxist argument, by the way.
4: Just because it's Marxist doesn't mean it's a bad idea. Stop being an no. idiot, dude. God damn it! Like, oh, okay. So I, I'm so glad.
0: All right. Um. Yeah, no, no natural stopping points in this one, but you know, we, we got to ten minutes till, uh, till till the end, so let's uh, let's stop there. Uh, I I think that this is. Um, so so one thing is i would not and again i understand it's uh you know things can come out in different ways that you know i think you might uh, think they should when you think about it later but um proletariat would not have been my word choice uh you know when, when he he was talking about voting and he went to ease the burden on the proletariat i think i think you got to think about who your audience is who you are trying to convince and and, and what uh you know, like, what's going to sound natural?
1: Also, wasn't the sentence, I vote Democrat to ease the burden on the proletariat? I want that on a a shirt. (laughs)
2: Yeah,
0: Yeah, I mean, mean, like, I don't necessarily disagree with the underlying thought, but, man, that that sounds like the kind of sentence that Charlie Kirk uh, or Ben Shapiro or, you know, Glenn Beck would think that socialists were saying all the time.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. You know, but, like, yeah,
1: that's a big uh, Hillary, a big Hillary talking point
2: for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, like, and it's fine. Like, I, I, I'm friendly to the you know harm reduction thing, but like, just just say, like, for God's sake, like, just say, like, um, Republicans are doing things that are gonna, that's going to make life harder for working people, right? Like. Like that way, you don't have the immediate, like, what, what the hell did he just say? Right,
1: right, right. Um, plays well to his audience, I suppose, but uh, not exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. were, there, were there any other things that stuck out to you in that? in that big, uh, yeah,
0: I, I think the biggest thing was uh, when Charlie started talking about the size of government and uh, mm-hmm. and, and corruption, um, and I think that this is a place again where, like this little mini debate, you know, this chug, he has a really clear narrative, right? Like, if you want to summarize what Charlie is saying, it's easy right? that uh, uh, the reason that corruption happens is the government is uh, government is uh, is too big. Uh, the solution to it is to make it smaller, and, uh, and at one point he said, "Decentralize." Uh, And the problem is that I don't think I could really give, like, a one-sentence or two-sentence summary of what Hassan said because he kind of said a bunch of stuff in response to that, but I don't really know what his, like, I mean, I I do kind of because I know what his politics are, but, like, from this debate, I don't really know what his narrative is on that. Right. Um, I think also –
1: what he's not really getting into, and I know it might be difficult to get into is just like the large chasm of, of thought on, um, you know, government power in socialist thought, right? And that, that's that's so divided based on what school of socialist or leftist you are, and he doesn't really get into that. But if you don't get into that, I think it's, I think he should clarify what he is. And, and, and I think that, uh, you know, uh, there he should have a clear answer on how he wants to, you know, increase government spending in some ways, but also um, I'm sure his politics are fairly uh, not. I'm guessing he's you know not Stalinist or whatever. So he, you know, he maybe it would be good to um, delineate really. Yeah,
0: well. Not, not we say not Stalinist, but I mean, he could say like I want to, um, I want to really curb you know like surveillance. I I, I don't you know remember. Uh, remember when Trump said that he would torture terrorist families, right? Like, like, like I, I think that that is an amount of power that no government should be trusted with. Uh, like, like, these are all obviously respects in which he doesn't want the government to, to be bigger. The respects in which he does want it to be bigger are, you know, he wants to decommodify healthcare care uh, and higher education and, you know, et cetera uh, and have more labor protections and all that stuff. But then the, I think one place to take it is, well, hold on, but why is it that you think any of the ways in which I want government to be bigger are going to lead to more corruption or more corporate influence, you know, like being really specific. Uh, and, and also like when he says, uh, decentralization, is going to like reduce corruption? It's like, what are you talking about? Like that—that that could not be further for the truth. I mean, like decentralization, if anything, is going to increase corruption. I mean, like some of the most like blatant weird corruption that goes on is like in school districts, you know, because like you have uh, you have people who are just off in some little corner that not a lot of people are tracking, but where like the money of the district is being concentrated, just like robbing the place blind. Um. so uh yeah I like that Silver Harlow says the short summary of Hassan's reply should have been you make a good case for reform and transparency of government but not for dismantling the way it protects us absolutely also like this idea that decreasing the size of government uh like I mean I understand the picture which is oh the less government is doing the less there is for people to like bribe you know, people to do differently. But that doesn't actually make sense because the things that Hassan wants are like, hey, let's make, uh, you know, let's join all those other major countries that Bernie Sanders is talking about and make healthcare a right. Let's, let's make, uh, you know, higher education a right. And there's actually much less scope for corruption when things are taken outside of the purview of bureaucrats uh, who can like gatekeep? You know who's allowed access to a program and who's not. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you no, know, everybody is automatically entitled to this. You know, just just by just by virtue of being a person. You know, you don't have to jump through any hoops. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. You know, there's nobody that you have to like slip the money to. You know, to to make sure you know to make sure that they approve your case. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's just. Um, you know, you just you just get it automatically. So I think any of these answers would have been fine, but the problem is like it it just wasn't clear what his answer was.
1: Right, and I you know I would hope that there'd be a way to say that to the audience like, hey, Charlie's trying to flatten these issues into these very very simplistic terms, right? Um, and you know that more government is bad equals more corruption, right? Um, you know these are complex issues. Um, you know that we don't we can't fully unpack them, but that here's what I, or at least here are the outcomes I want, right? Um, And socialism is my way of of getting there, right? Not necessarily big government, small, you know, it's kind of having, I feel like it's kind of having the debate on his terms when you let him, when you let him do that.
0: Yeah, no, I I can, yeah, I can definitely see that. The problem, like, I think the thing is, if you're going to pivot, like, you have to pick one thing to pivot to and not just do this kind of scattershot thing that, like, It's, I mean, it's, and and I think it would even be totally fine to say he's flattening a lot of different things here. It's more complicated than that, but you can't just say that and then go on to your next semi related talking point and then your next semi related talking point. I think you have to say he's really flattening out the issues here. It's more complicated than that because, right? And and, then relatively clear and specific.
1: Agreed. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's, I'm sure it's a challenge to figure out exactly into what level of detail to go to, you know, especially in a lot no, of, course. But oh, sure. I, I agree. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, that if he could, um, you know, it's, it's hard for a complexity to, <laughs> to win a debate, but,
0: uh, no, especially a debate that's, you know, that where like the moderator, like shows up like five times, like throughout the entire thing. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I like how every time he
1: shows up, he acts like he's been there all along, you know? (laughs) Like, it's not like...
0: (laughs) Yeah, he just acts as if. It's like, oh, that's great. That's the next thing I want to talk about. That brings us to our
1: next point beautifully. (laughs) But anyway.
0: (laughs) It's like, hold on. Like, you had no input in anything that's happened for the last 45 (laughs) minutes. And now you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that was the next thing I was going to ask you about. It's like, you asked literally one thing at the beginning. And since then, it's just them talking. So, yeah, if you don't have a moderator... And you want to like win one of those, you let me talk, no, let you, you, you let me talk wars. Like you gotta have like something that's like pretty clear and pretty on topic. So you have some payoff, like, Oh, here's what I was getting to. Um, But also the thing about efficiency, which is that, which is a different, you know, which is a different point actually from the corruption one, but whatever, like the thing about efficiency, um, like, hassan did say the right thing at first right when, which is when he started talking about you know medicare uh but then when charlie said oh here's this random factoid that i have memorized about you know about the you know some impressively high sounding number you know for for medicare waste it's like okay but the question is how this compares to the private insurance companies right and mm. uh, you know the the publicly run insurance companies in the United States, Medicare and Medicaid actually have way less bureaucratic overhead than, um, than the the private ones, which makes perfect sense because you don't, you know, you don't have to have like, you know, people who are in charge of your marketing plan and how you're going to, you know, and how you're going to edge out all your competitors and you don't have, uh, and you don't have this whole layer of people who are hired to, uh, in quite the same way to, you know, to like, come up with, you know, come up with reasons to deny claims. Uh, and you know, so, so actually, in fact, I mean, this is sometimes, uh, in, uh, in 2016, 2020, this is sometimes brought up as an anti-Medicare for all talking point that, uh, you were going to like put all these administrators, you know, who people who worked for, you know, for health insurance companies out of work, uh, which, uh, you know, which is silly, right? Cause, uh, you're not actually talking about that many people in the greater scheme of things and every Medicare for all proposal had some kind of like something built in to retrain them. Uh, but um, but if you but also like the talking point just conceded that yeah, there is all this unnecessary bureaucracy that you get with private health insurance that you actually don't get if everybody's on one great big giant plan, and uh, there's, there's no profit, you know, like there's, there's no uh, middleman taking his cut. And, you know, you could just have the thing that, like, people, you know, people like in the UK will describe it's like the best thing about the NHS is that I never have to have a conversation about healthcare with anybody but my doctor.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just transition for uh, healthcare middlemen, right?
0: It's like the hell of love joy. Won't anybody please think of the children? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, d- did you uh, did you want to get to the no, no, it? answer? <laughs> yeah. 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 you um,
4: mentioned that. So it's so silly. Like Venezuela. I didn't say, yeah. like
3: I didn't say it was bad. I said it was Marxist, and now I'm going to tell you why it's bad. Oh, okay. Problem with the Marxist argument is the incentive structure. In a free market system incentives everybody is incentive to create value get a job or take a risk and employ people under a marxist socialist system yeah you're incentivized to either run for political office get as much power as you possibly can to to try to extract money away from people that don't have it.
4: Here's like what about cooperatives? In, like I don't understand. There's multiple different ways to do that this. Do that like, voluntarily. Go do it no, the but, Amish but, but, do. You Go live understand. in Northern New York. No, in you. America,
3: we have people that live in cooperatives today. Don't tell me how to live my uh, life. You can live your life however you want to. It's just look. The big look, difference the and distinction. problem is that, that it's impossible to live as a capitalist in a socialist country. You can live as a socialist in a capitalist
4: country. It's impossible to have capitalism without socialism. You could never How's that? You could never implement capitalism without public roads, without the infrastructure necessary to bring private industry. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, you okay. can live so, in a socialist country. But, it won't be great. So if it's a fully socialist country, I don't think we've been able to figure that out yet. So I'm not even saying that a fully socialist country will be great. But you have never, ever so lived in tolls? a fully capitalist you country. You pay tolls?
3: You pay tolls? So that's it that there a user fee that's not social oh that's if you use the highway you pay for the oh, highway highways you, are pay not socialized. Tax, okay. you pay a gas tax okay pay a gas tax so yeah. if you drive a car you pay into the highway fund. Yeah, you're That's right. That's how it works to sign. You're right. You know, socialism socialism is, is what you socialism want it is. to be I'm and not what it actually your is. You're right. Never mind. program that will not benefit you. you. To send to send money to someone, to someone else.
0: else. If that, something uh, is paid for with taxes, it's not, not it's socialist. Free market, free, market free market
3: capitalism is the greatest, the greatest wealth creating engine, engine in human history. It's the people out of poverty. And you are the beneficiary of the very system that you are bashing right now. No, because it's not free market
4: capitalism. It's so stupid. When, the last time we had free market capitalism or something close to it was leading up to the great depression okay there's no such thing as like we have a fully free market where is the fully free market if you like a decentralized government why don't you go live in somalia there's decentralized government there all you want well so
3: we are more capitalist than we are socialists right now uh-huh and everywhere the free
4: market oh so you admit that capitalism and socialism coexist so we have thank some, you for proving yeah. my earlier point Hassan, even you
3: we're like yes we have some hor- so yes we have broken public schools, which you would attribute to socialist policies. We no. spend money that I we don't that have. I said we need to spend government more on them. government is far too big, far too powerful, far too controlling over our lives. Dude, we stop, have a $4.4 trillion budget every it's single so year. It's so weird. That, it's an idea. It's an we, ideology. You we have, like, we make have it 3 close. million people that work for the federal government. All of these are pseudo-socialist ideas, of which I categorically disagree with.
4: The, the, so you want to the, privatize the school system entirely? Okay, localize no, the no, states. Answer system. my question. Eliminate answer the state. Okay, don't, Send the don't money run away. Do you want Alloy to vouch for the school system? system. Right. One what time. is what by the Go way, ahead. what does Foster Freeze think about all that? I would like to know his perspective because obviously so, his perspective I would is love, more important. So if, if you're so hold just because I don't know, he's trying to attack my
3: investors and donors, of which I'm happy to talk about. We have thirty five thousand donors spanned in all fifty states. We now have a fifteen million dollar budget and we are supported by some of the most successful people in the american business community He means wealthy billionaires who have million jobs. Your money created and your wealth wages. for everyone oh really so so when we get investments from people that for example helped create the modern internet as we know it or people that helped oh how
4: was the modern internet created oh wait that was also socialism that well, was actually military no, okay, finance. So let me ask so a question. there you go And another example of how publicly funded research is good, and we all benefit from it. The most successful Silicon Valley
3: companies right now are all socialists, is that what you're saying? Google, no, Apple, absolutely Facebook. not. Oh, okay, so did the most successful technology so companies things, invent the, the internet? Sector, come on, we that's not on what I said market. at all.
4: That's not what I said at all. No, I, no hold what on. I'm How about, about internet, internet providers? You just said internet providers. No, I said ISPs need socialism so that there is an infrastructure set in place so that they can come. Of and which build they their... pay for every single year. Okay, so when exactly. They... That's socialism. <laughs> yes,
3: but in order this for them twist. to operate, they have to pay into it. This is so silly. We're talking about two different definitions.
4: No, we're not. I, there's one real definition that I'm trying to describe to you and then there's another one where you're just like making up and picking and choosing whatever is capitalist because it benefits your talking point and then claiming that Western rest, civilization was created bad, by free market capitalism. government <laughs> we am so, trying to explain this concept to you but you refuse to understand but I don't think it's because you don't you can't understand it. I think it's because you refuse to understand because it doesn't fit your narrative you and my narratives about now. freedom my narrative no. is
3: that america's the greatest yes, country ever to exist no... and i want to expand freedom and opportunity for all people my narrative is that there is, is no
4: freedom in a country th- the narrative i care is that we global poverty at privatized low. tyranny charlie there is no freedom in a country that is privatized tyranny where your bosses can do whatever they want and never even give you an it exa- never even give you a I, I, reason I'm not for why anything in the same
3: Galaxy is what you're describing, first and foremost.
4: You just said I'm arguing for freedom. I'm telling you that like yes. so, progress so, so, is important. So let's talk through capitalist system. Needs to happen. That means you have private property rights, which mean
3: if somebody is exploiting you, you go to a judge and you adjudicate that difference. Okay. That is inherent in a free market system. You're arguing some sort of abstract anarcho Is that the only thing that happens? What happens when the free fails?
4: What happens when there are natural barriers of entry and the government obviously has to step in and subsidize? What happens? Like, we have socialism so like for the country, action policies. So we only have socialism for the wealthy and we have some socialism for the very poor. Okay. What we so need to do is bring that back and have socialism for everyone. For example, Medicare for All would be a good place to start. Okay. So you. There is no answer you can give me You're to not. what will happen when automation wipes out the labor force with artificial intelligence. Socialism, whether you like it or not, some variation of that already exists in our country. But some variation of the that that will make you deeply uncomfortable will in inevitably country. happen. So it's really silly. You can yell about the free market and how great it is. And also the free market's great because my dad is wealthy is not an argument that you can make anymore. OK, there are people that are suffering in this country. So, so, Hassan, why don't you give 95% of your money and go
3: to the economy. Do you really think that that will work? Do you really think that that will work? Go, this is, is as silly. Look, every single You talk uninterrupted for five this minutes. Is, Hassan, let me Okay, finish. go ahead. Sorry, you're I right. I right, live right. what I practice. I am a free market state, capitalist. Uh, I employ people. I took a risk. I have my own startup business. Every single day, I practice what I preach. He wants other people to contribute to what he considers to be a good idea. What he considers will make the world a better place. You have the freedom to go live as a socialist. Go do it, Hassan. What's stopping you? Okay. So here's why this is ridiculous. This is the the last last point. The last last point point. I will make is this.
4: Here's why that conversation is absolutely preposterous. If I gave away the measly earnings that I had and gave gave away 95% of How that, much you that shot? wouldn't necessarily even push the needle. I will be very honest, it's really embarrassing especially cuz my boss is sitting right there. I make I make $60,000 a year, okay? And that's a really good salary, but it's not like what Ted Cruz's wife was talking about the other day when he said when she said 174,000 dollar salary a year, it's not like we're going to buy a second home anytime soon. But that's the point, okay? You're attacking it, which is ridiculous like ask me what my salary is, sure, I'll reveal it willingly. You, you brought but it up listen, in context. I'm asking no, 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 why don't you live like a socialist. The point is larger. The point is larger than that, Charlie. I live like a capitalist every single day, hey, Cenk. I live as a hey, capitalist,
3: hey, hey, okay? Hey, hey, hey. I live what I buy oh, no, no. no. What do I do? I get charity every single year. Hold on,
4: hold on, What's my Charlie, salary? Charlie, less Charlie, hold on, hold on, hold on. take on, a seat. on, Chank. let's go. Charlie, what are you doing? Take
2: a seat, take a seat.
4: All right, no, no, take a seat. You're going to take a seat. You're gonna take your feet over here. Oh my here. God! What's my salary? All right. Uh, ridiculous! No. All right, behave, everyone. Jesus okay. Christ! Okay. I
2: practice what hey, I hey, preach, hey, Jake. Charlie.
1: Charlie. You, Stop. Stop! You do not practice Charlie. what you Stop. preach. Charlie. Charlie.
2: Charlie. All right, hold on. Last point. Last point. Last point. You don't want to give him the attention here. Everyone, thirty-five thousand donors down, across the country. Last, friend, point. Last
3: point. Last We are funded by the grassroots of this country. You can try to demagogue it all you want. <laughs> okay.
4: Can I finish my point? All right. Less than Hassan. So hold on, hold yourself. on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish my point. Let me finish my point. All right. Right. We're having a we're having a reasonable discussion, right? We're we're here. We're talking to one another. Let's stop screaming at one another, uh, including those of the young Turks who obviously don't pay me enough. So um, <laughs> so here's what I was trying to say. OK, we like to make ourselves feel comfortable by like implementing certain environmental policies. For example, like the straw ban in California, which is largely ridiculous because it lowers 0.006% of the plastic in the ocean. This is just simply to make ourselves feel comfortable when a hundred companies are responsible for 71% of the of the carbon emissions. Like it's ridiculous to think that we are going to have any sort of positive change if I go out and I live in a in a in a, in a upstate New York like collective. Obviously, I'm fighting so that everyone can at least see that I'm coming at this, not from a partisan place, not from a partisan place at all, but from a place I'm looking at our, our problems in this country and trying to find solutions that will help every single
2: American. Okay, perfect. So we have to wrap it up now, but I wanna say a couple things. First of all, I'm really grateful to both of you. What we're seeing right here is, is except for that last part, is, yeah, is American democracy at work? This is about a competition of ideas. And since the founding of this country, this is really what it was all about. What's the role of government and what's the role of free enterprise? And so I just want to thank both of you for having a constructive and lively debate. Give both of them a big round of applause. God bless America. Thank you. And God bless Donald Trump.
0: Um. Yeah. No. He had to. Uh, he had to get in that, uh, that that last word. Literally, the last few seconds there. Uh, you know, get that in. You know, God bless Donald Trump. Um, yes, Andy, you should absolutely come to Arizona with me and yell. Uh. Uh. I think it's just a studio. I don't think there's really gonna be an audience like uh, live. But you should go into the studio with us to to yell. How much do you make a year? Uh, so that would definitely uh spice things up, uh, yeah. That uh, that that got I, I said earlier that this was less of an Oxford style debate than a Jerry Springer style debate, and uh, man, they really lived up to that in the last couple minutes,
1: yeah. And I, I do get the uh Jerry Springer reference, so, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, it really lived up to yeah, it. That I
0: mean, was, was like bordering on like Jenk like throwing a cherry from the, uh, yeah, from the yeah, yeah,
1: yeah yeah um i mean i you know i remember seeing the uh you know the donald trump uh to uh wrestling uh combination you know so, it's like, uh you know i remember reading an interesting article about how trump really learned his his modern uh oratory style from his appearances right on on wrestling programs you know um and it's it's i I'm sure Charlie is, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's following in his footsteps. Uh, it was fun in terms of the video being dated, Hassan making 60,000 a year and talking about buying a second house or whatever, that was pretty funny. <laughs> I wonder what he would say now, but, uh, that was just the Easter egg.
0: Which, which is funny. I will say I was actually, uh, you know, defended his honor to somebody on, uh, on social media earlier tonight, because they, they brought up the three billion dollar house. I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's the it's it's fun you know, I obviously want to tax a lot of that. You know, but like if if he, um, you know, I mean if, if if he can undo the rules, of the current game, if he can make a lot of money without busting any unions or committing any war crimes, you know, more power to him. You know, don't uh, yeah. don't play. Don't hate the player, hate the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would have been more susceptible to those attacks. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure of saying
0: well, definitely. It, it would sting a little bit now, you know. That he's making, you know, enough more than uh, sixty thousand dollars a year that he got the house.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, what, 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 so what did you make of the the end and the kind of devolving into uh, sh- shouting and, and screaming? And
0: uh, yeah, so. so uh, just before it devolved into shouting uh, at, at the end. That
1: was really funny. Uh, I, I, I know it's bad, but it was really. Fast last no, year.
0: it was very funny. Uh, yeah. but yeah, just before, <laughs> just before that, uh, I, I would love the camera for the other angle to like show like how that started. Uh, you know, like like it, like if it really was Jack just like randomly standing up, and, you know. <laughs> doing that but um but yeah just before that uh charlie was making like a pretty standard like libertarian kind of talking point um that this is something that you get in from uh let's put it this way this is not just something you get from the charlie kirks of the world right you know you get it from like uh jason brennan as a like right-wing libertarian philosopher has got a book called why not capitalism? He really emphasizes this argument there, uh, which is, oh, you can have, uh, if, if this is, if you want society to operate in a different way, then, Hey, we got a free market. Nobody's going to stop you, you know, like retreat into the woods and have your little, you know, proto-socialist, you know, commune and miniature, um, which is, uh, I, I don't think a I don't think a great argument, uh, and I I actually do think that like some of the things that Hassan said in response to that, like like you know we've established we don't need to keep beating this point in the ground. This is like early rusty 2018 Hassan, but like I actually do think some of the things that he said in response to that were like reasonable responses. Like uh, hey, you know you you want to uh, like you want to go somewhere with, you know, with much less government, you know, that, that exists too. Uh, But, but I think that, I, I think this is another one where there wasn't really like a well-defined clear response just to that, which, which I think you do, I think you do have to have, right? I mean, like, why is it that sufficient just to say that, Hey, if you and your, buddies could scrape together enough enough money you could like prefigure the society that you want to live in in like a commune or cooperative or you know whatever you know like and and, uh and why is it that good enough or does this show that like capitalism is a very tolerant system because you know you can have uh socialism you know within capitalism but you can't have uh You know whatever and you know like the the way this talking point always goes like you know but you authoritarian socialists would let us have our little you know islands of capitalism uh you know within a within a future socialist system and and i think that that does sound like i think that does sound compelling to some people uh and and i think i think their needs i think that The response that hassan was going for at the end and i mean this goes back to the point about sort of toggling in between just saying like sort of normie social democratic things that might sound plausible and like really wanting to talk about like marxist exploitation theory or you know uh how how capitalist firms you know are are, you know internally totalitarian or whatever uh like I, i think. Uh, I think he was I think like the thing that was the most direct response to that point that Hassan made was oh well capitalism you know relies on you know bits and pieces of of, of socialism uh, you know which I don't think is a particularly useful way to use the words capitalism and socialism, but whatever. It's 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 uh, it's fine, I know what it means. Uh, and and I guess I guess to be fair, um, the I, I also think this is a place where Charlie's response really broke down because he said like, "This is the point where I unmuted myself and like talked over it for a second because I couldn't, you know, I was like I was like Jake jumping up in his chair, right? I couldn't help." <laughs> yeah. uh, but because um, he said like Charlie said something really weird when he was saying like. He was defending why, like highways, are properly capitalist institutions, and he was like, "Well, do you pay tolls, you know. See, that's not socialist. That's you know, pay for use, and uh, and you and you you pay the gas tax that goes to the highway fund, and it's like, okay, one, not all highways are toll. That's like that's just a weird thing to say to start with, right? <laughs> like, you know, most are not, right? But then, uh, but then the other thing." like especially with the second half, the gas tax, like, so wait a second. Now something is capitalist and not socialists pay for by taxation.
1: Right. That was a very confusing point. That I don't even know why he brought it up and he used it as a gotcha. Like you pay, you pay tolls, don't you? Like <laughs> admit it. <laughs> so it was, it was really strange. I mean, I think, um, yeah, I mean, if you don't set the terms of this of these debates, I mean, I remember seeing uh, one of those like Ben Shapiro um, destroys a, a college student videos where the guy was trying to talk about like you know cooperatives in Spain or something, and he's like, "Well, are there free markets?" And the guy's like, "Are, are there markets? Are, are there markets?" and 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 the, and the kid was like, "Yes, there are." He's like okay, then it's not socialism and like everyone clapped. You know what I mean? So like with the existence of market socialism, not being even, you know, on anybody's
2: radar. So the
0: the better point, which is it, right? If you want to be a socialist, you could like, you know, go out into the woods and start your own, you know, Amish commune or is it, if there are markets, it's not socialism because like that Amish commune would still exist within a market. Right. right. For all sorts of things
1: right but when it's not even clear you know like what is again not to go too far back to the definitions but it's it, especially at the end i think was really devolving into I mean, no one really they're not really getting traction with using the same set of
0: church. yeah because mostly charlie was using socialism to mean like anything the government does and like so he's mostly being consistent about that it got weird at the end with the highways <laughs> but like that's for like 90 percent of the debate that's what he meant And and, but then like Hassan, I think it was much less clear, like like the thing that he said, like a lot of times he seemed to be using anything the government does as the definition of socialism. Uh, Like when he said capitalism can't exist without socialism. Uh, And, you know, when he he talked about the military and whatever. And like, again, some of these I know what he means, but like I, I think that. I think that what somebody who's just coming into this with no prior exposure to him would get out of that is, oh, so you, you mean the same thing it does. It's like anything the government is doing. Uh, but then, like, he brought out cooperatives and it just wasn't obvious how it fit. Like, I think it would have been way better to, like, front-load like, here's how I'm going to use the word socialism in, uh, in this debate and, you know, which you could do in lots of ways and and I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not super committed to like arguing about exactly what the best, you know, way to to use words is, especially in a context like this where like you probably have to be a little bit looser than you be in other contexts because like you don't have time to like do like a little seminar on like, you know, on, on, on how to divide up all the concepts. But what he was saying at the beginning about the spectrum and the Nordics speed further along in the spectrum. Okay, sure you know that that could work you know if you'd like really stuck with it the thing about cooperatives i think like 45 minutes into the debate is too late to bring that up for the first time because that just i it's just not going to be obvious to anybody listening how it relates right you know, to, to to what you're saying
1: right well the threat of the debate seemed to be what are the outcomes that happen when there's socialism. What are the outcomes that happen when there's capitalism, right? Um, and I know Hassan was trying to, and you know, I'm very familiar with it as an organizer into the you know boss tyranny type of thing. He was trying to describe, like for example, the lack of just cause. He didn't even get to finish that statement. Remember, he he kind of trailed off when he was talking about how you could be fired for any reason. Um, so that's more of an experiential argument of living under capitalism or, or living under socialism. And I think he really wanted to get there, but it was. Um, on, on, to your point earlier of having one point, that's a very different thread, right? And if you're not really familiar with that thread, because, you know, compared to someone like Bernie, like a progressive, like, Bernie, wouldn't Bernie be kind of, like, more like a worker as, like, dignity of work type of guy, right? While well, Hassan was yeah. trying to work as just, like, terrible, right? And most people don't necessarily experience work like that. So, like you said earlier, maybe he needed to, it was hard to just kind of bring that stuff in, like, how bad
0: Yeah. Going. Yeah, I mean, if he'd been talking like, I mean, I think this is kind of where he seemed to be starting to go when he talked about exploitation mm-hmm. without defining it at the beginning. But like, I think that there would be a way to do this that like some of what you're bringing up might be reasons to think that like it wouldn't have been like the best strategy, but at least it would have been a consistent strategy. Would be to just push the uh, the like workplace authoritarianism thread the entire time, right? You know, say like. What I mean by so by, what I mean by socialism is having a society where workers get to uh, you know are in control of of, of the workplace and, and they get to decide what gets made and how it's made and, and who does what tasks and how you divide up the proceeds at the end, and um, and and I object to capitalism you know because you know the way it works you know talk about workplace libertarianism. And then when you start talking about cooperatives later, it makes sense, right? Like it fits with what you said. But like, because he's talking about social democracy and he doesn't seem to really, he seems very ambivalent about uh, the like capital C communist countries. It's a little hard to tell like what he has to say about them. There's a point like pretty late in the debate where he sort of offhandedly conceded like, ah, I don't know, fully socialist. Maybe we haven't figured out how to do that yet. It's like, okay, well, that that's pretty big, right? I mean, like, if that's your position, like, I would put that in the first minute of the debate, not 45 minutes
1: in. Yeah, Charlie had one of those grins that really fill you with rage when he said that, I think. I think, he was, you know, those little smiles that he was doing, but, uh, you know. but Yeah, because I think
0: that would have been, you know, because, like, if he'd said that, again, not my position, but... Uh, But if he had said that his position was like in the first like minute of the debate, instead of just like throwing out the thing about exploitation, if he'd said, if he'd said that then, I don't think we figured out how to do full socialism, uh, but I think the closer we get to socialism, the better off we are, Nordics, whatever, again, um, that is a position that would be to the right of me, but like, I I would, I would uh, like it's a very easy position to understand there were several things that he said at different points that kind of made it well that definitely made it sound like it was position right right, right. we sort of had to figure that out very slowly over the course of the debate and it was confusing because he was also saying some very radical marxist sounding things uh and so if he'd said that all along right then that wouldn't have been like that little smile from charlie because like no that's just his position and he's gonna like defend it and you just argue about like social democracy uh but because it was so unclear for most of the debate is like is he arguing for some form so full socialism is he only arguing for social democracy is he maybe even arguing that like the capital c communist states or you know like that the the only big problem was u.s intervention like like these are all very different positions, and it you know again it would be good to make it clear from early on like which one uh, which one he was going to send. That would be my big like strategy, like critique of what two thousand eighteen Hassan, uh, <laughs> you know, did. Uh, yeah, you know, he would
1: probably, probably share a lot of those, uh, <laughs> a, a, a yeah. Lot of but yeah, I,
0: I, I'm sure he would. Yeah. um So I mean, I, I don't. uh I mean, look. The first, uh, other than a couple of things with like random like you know, randos on YouTube, where like some of them would like you know, have the little like avatar instead of their face, you know, on YouTube. Like other than a couple of debates with people like that, the first debate that I ever did uh, a couple of years ago was with Dave Smith, uh, the part of the Problem Podcast, and uh, I would say it's like. Uh, it's really a mercy that part of the problem is paywalled after a couple of weeks, you know. So like, watch that thing anymore because uh, because uh, I I definitely you know whatever I might do well or do badly now, right? You know, I, I definitely did everything worse uh, when uh, when that debate happened in like early 2019. So, um, you know, so so fair enough. But I mean, I, th- I think uh, I think that you got to do that. And then I think you you just have to consider your. Like, who is it that you're trying to to convince, right? I mean, who's, like, the, i like, and, like, whatever. Lots of different people, kinds of people are watching you. But, like, I think you have to have some idea of, like, who's your, like, ideal audience member that you think that you could reach. And then, like, what's going to reach them. And probably what's going to reach them is not just sort of, like, dropping Marxist vocabulary words uh, in... You know like without like without really front-loading like what they even mean uh you know like don't don't say uh i mean don't like don't say you know convoke vote democrat because it eases the burden on the proletariat no,
1: I'm, I'm glad he said that okay uh, that's pretty funny but yeah um yeah i mean i think going forward with your debate i mean i guess it's gonna you, you know you're gonna you're gonna be deciding of what audience you know you're trying to reach, you know, um, I assume it's not just, like, fans of your program, right? <laughs> like yeah,
0: right. I mean, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, no point to that. I mean, maybe a little bit of point. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's not, the, that's not the the primary point. Like, like obviously, you know, it. I think there is actually some value in just getting to see, like, you know, your point of view articulated well, and you get some mm-hmm. satisfaction from that, whatever. I'm not, I don't want to denigrate that, but, like, that's not the primary point. I mean, the primary point is to say, Hey, this guy has a massive audience. Uh, and at least some of those people have, have never heard these ideas before. Uh, and, and how do I present them in a way that makes them sound at least somewhat plausible, or maybe plants a few seeds in, you know, and I mean, when you say that, like a lot of people, like there are a lot of people on the left who have these sort of anti debate or even kind of anti argument views, like, uh, um, oh, there's no point because people are just going to believe what they're going to believe, all that stuff. But it's like, no, Uh, tons of different people watch something like this. They're they're all coming from different places. And some of them, like a minority maybe, but some of them, you're going to catch them at the right time uh, when they are at least somewhat open to it. It's probably not going to be his most hardcore fans, but there are going to be people who are like that, people who are, you know, I don't know, uh people who are uh Kirk curious, you know, but like aren't like totally invested uh in uh in Kirkism uh at uh at this at this point. Uh and if you say something that sounds like a good point to them or you know, even like it might be very like, you know, lots of times I'm sure in the past when I think back to it, when I've heard people make good arguments for positions I don't like or didn't like at the time my first reaction is just like irritation but Mm -hmm. later on like you know some time passes you find yourself thinking back to it and you're just like oh yeah that actually was kind of a good point was it wasn't it right and you want to and you want to have some of those and i think that you're that you're least likely to have those when you're just sort of dropping people into the middle of your worldview without much explanation or you're, um, or you're just sort of making fun of the other person for the fact that, you know, I'm not saying that mockery can't play some role in this process, but like, you know, but if like you're just sort of making fun of them because like the things that seem obvious to you don't seem obvious to them, like that's probably not going to have that much effect.
1: Right. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I've changed my life over the—I mean, changed my mind over the course of my life. So, I, you know, most people have, and probably the media figures that they they've watched make points probably have something to do with that, right? Like most people can can track that experience. So to say that, uh, oh, it's impossible, uh, at least it doesn't ring true to me, you know. Um,
0: no, and, and like nobody, like that's that's so weird because it's like no, everybody's everybody changed their mind, right? Like, I mean, whatever people heard me say some variation of this before, but like. I always just think, like, too, especially sometimes, like, when I actually know the person who's saying it, and they're like, oh, nobody ever really changes their mind because of arguments. Like, really? Like, because I know you, and you were – you know, raised in a right-wing evangelical household, and like you became an atheist, you know, when you were a teenager because you were watching Richard Dawkins' videos on YouTube, and you were like a regular MSNBC Democrat until Bernie ran for president the first time, and now you're like halfway to Maoism and you're gonna tell me that nobody changed their mind because of arguments. Like, you know, come on. Right. But um but yeah, I mean people people definitely you know, people definitely do uh and you know not necessarily in like a road to damascus way that like oh yeah that's uh you know that thing that hassan said at that debate with with charlie kirk you know like my eyes are open now right you know and uh
1: yeah when he when he said when he said come on dude what are you talking about i didn't you know, <laughs> um, maybe some people but uh
0: I guess even somebody who did much better than the 2018 version of Hassan, like uh, I, I don't think that's typically how it works. I think that's a cumulative process that like, you know, you, you hear something, you hear somebody make a point and you're not quite sure how to accommodate it. Because it seems like kind of a good point, but it doesn't really fit within the structure of your beliefs. And then later on, you know, you encounter something else. and you have a conversation with a third person and like over the course of a lot of stuff like this. Right. Like, you know, you, you start to you start to change your mind. I think that's that's much more that's much more typically um, how it works. The, the question is just uh, how you can make a good contribution to it. Uh, but, uh, we should probably, uh, we should probably wrap up. Uh, we are getting pretty, uh, pretty close to, uh, uh, to 11. So, uh, did you, uh, did you feel like, uh, you got anything out of this?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, I did actually. And, uh, I I mean, I had a lot of fun first of all, but also, uh, listening to, uh, you know, Charlie talk for, for as long as he did, I think it helps to definitely understand the, understand the right uh, more than, uh, you know, normally I would wanna engage. Um, and, you know, there's some points that I can't really say he won me over anything, but there are things where I'm like, oh, that's interesting, that's their talking point. Let me look up that stat and maybe there's some truth to it. Maybe there's not, right? But it's good to know, at least on their terrain, what they're cherry picking, right? Um, and, and, and what it means um, and it gets you out of your own dogma where just repeating the same talking points to your friends is very easy, right? So uh, it's good. Uh, so yeah, I got that out of it. and. Um, but, uh, which which yeah.
0: reminds, reminds me, by the way, I, I, I do want to really quickly cash and check I wrote earlier because I said you got to have some kind of response to the point about uh, how you can have socialism within capitalism, you can have capitalism within socialism. And I think the response is just to say that it assumes the thing that's an issue in these arguments because it it assumes that the just way of allocating resources is that they go to whoever has the money to buy them uh and it's like yeah sure so if you have the money to buy up some resources then you can have a little bit of the economy to reorganize in a socialist way you could say that's very tolerant but that's like saying oh if you get like if you have like somebody you know if you just convince a prince and like when, when he inherits the throne you know like 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 he can then implement your system right like so it's very tolerant you know whatever you can convince a prince of what's gonna <laughs> happen it's like well no because we don't agree that like hereditary rule is the right way to decide political outcomes uh and so that's not gonna be satisfying to anybody who's an anti-monarchist and so similarly anybody who's an anti-capitalist it shouldn't be satisfying to say well if you can afford to like fund your own little commune you know you could organize that in a social socialist way because our whole thing is that we think that what the societal structures are should be decided democratically not by money
1: right um for sure i think uh I mean, so just, I mean, to wrap up, I mean, first of all, thanks for, thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. I think just looking forward to your debate, was there anything in particular that you got from, from watching this and, and, your, and your prep?
0: Uh, yeah, I, mean, I gotta, uh, uh, gotta look up, uh, LASIK eye surgery. And <laughs> with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're gonna, you don't, don't let him get you on that. Cause then that's a, yeah. that's a mic drop moment. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. All right. Thanks, Jake.
1: Thank you.